All right, Daddy's home. Let's do this. Uh, big thanks to Drew for doing the first of the Q&As. It was over three hours, so we figured it was probably good as its own episode and not mashing another, I'm going to guess, three hours of mine on top of it for some sort of giant behemoth monstrosity of an episode. I think we're uh, doing this the correct way. You might have heard me saying in the intro for his episode that uh, you'd be hearing it on Monday and you didn't see it until Tuesday. That's because of Drew's inclusion of copyrighted music that uh, I was not anticipating, uh, which although I liked the uh, sound and feel of and was going to do for mine, uh, until the insane headache of having to edit it out to get it monetized on YouTube. So enjoy your background music-free Scott Q&A. But, uh, yeah, so this, so that just sort of pushed everything a day forward. So Drew's on Tuesday and mine today, which, if you're listening to it, today <laughs> is Thursday. So, uh, what's important that needs talking about All Request Spectacular? The next three episodes you hear after this very one, right very now, will be the last three All Request Spectacular episodes. I know it feels like we just started, and how could it be coming to an end so quickly? Well, you can fix that by requesting more movies or music videos or seasons of anime or whatever your little heart desires. Uh, 100 US dollars or more to paypal.me slash notscotthenson per request, and uh, we'll see how long we can keep this train running. Or if the train is done... After three episodes from now, that's okay, too. But now that we're actually charging the right amount, we really don't mind getting more at this point. So uh, whatever feels good for you. Uh, speaking of money, another good place to send your money is YouTube. Just uh, just put cash in an envelope. No, uh, Go to the, the YouTube channel that this show is on. Uh, YouTube.com slash at NotScottHenson. And at least click the subscribe button and the little bell beside it so you can get notifications of when we have new episodes. Uh, that's all for free. And then if you want to go the extra mile, go ahead and click the join button where you can join for as low as $5 per month. And for that, you'll receive a uh, hog badge of increasing thickness as time goes on with your subscription. Uh, just taking a look here, uh, Nick, Noncrete Brandon, Maddie, Zach, Caraxa, Tommy, and Eve, all sitting at five months. I got great news for all of you come six months. The, you think your hog is thick now? <laughs> just you wait, my little piggies. And then uh, Brian, Brian, <laughs> and Jimbo, hot on their heels at uh, four months apiece. So you get that with your subscription, you get uh, all these uh, fun custom emotes, and then at the $10 and higher levels, you get early episodes every time they're uploaded, and you can feel so much better and smarter and just of a higher cast than the regular non-members who have to wait until we decide they get them. You can comment early, you can comment before these other idiots even see it. Anyway, it's a good deal, and uh, we appreciate all the support that comes that way. Speaking of support, maybe Manscaped.com is supporting us. Unclear. They did just send us new free stuff, so they uh, they still know we exist. So uh, the eternal question remains, will we ever get paid? 
We'll uh, we'll see. But uh, why not? Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code CATS20, C-A-T-S-2-0. Buy, just buy the whole store, and maybe that'll get their goddamn attention for once. <laughs> uh, anything else? And then, yeah, just the regular uh, places to follow us. Uh, I'm at not Scott Henson on Twitter. Drew's at Sarian Softpaws on Twitter as well as Letterboxd, and uh, I think that's where he wants it. And you know what? He would not mind a third follower on Mastodon. So if you want to uh, do him a solid that way, I'm sure he would appreciate it. He's a big, big Mastodon guy lately. So I think an almost five minute uh, intro is plenty. I don't think I've missed anything crucial. So yeah, I guess let's, uh, let's do this goddamn Q and a, which I honestly am kind of trepidatious going into. Cause I listened to, Drew's a couple of days ago, uh, which wasn't smart because I should have listened to it right before I did this. So I remembered what he said and could respond to what he said better. So it's like we were in the same place at the same time when we, uh, when we couldn't be, but, uh, yeah, he did a, he did a really good job. And I think just straight up blasted through it for three straight hours. I might pause on uh pause recording on a few, things in case I want to go back and hear something Drew said, or if I get tired and need a nap in the middle, I might do it. Or I might just blaze through. We'll see how it plays out, honestly. Uh, a couple more questions came in after Drew recorded his, so I'll have a few more. If there's any real good ones, we'll, uh, we'll give them to Drew next week when we're together. Also, when we're together, we'll, uh, we'll get the couple weeks late uh, Vegas recap. Although in his uh, in his Q and A, you at least got to hear that he hated the furcon, <laughs> so that was uh, so that's a nice little preview. So let's see what we got here. So these first ones are the anonymous questions from curiouscat.live slash not Scott Henson. If uh, I I guess I'll leave it up. If you want to continue asking anonymous questions like a goddamn coward, then uh, then by all means. And uh, if I remember to uh, go back to that site, I'll I'll answer them. So uh, number one, I'm the first question. I think does that make me special? No, no. And uh, that definitely didn't come from uh, user Scaredy Cat, who uh, who followed me on that uh, Curious Cat site uh, immediately and asked a question very quickly. <laughs> Next up, so like, when is Drew gonna man up and suck a dick already like a good DL bisexual? Drew seemed to know who this was. I don't, so I'm gonna have to ask him. That's very interesting. Uh, the answer can only be, God willing, soon. Scott, how do I convince my mother to adopt a stray cat? We got a cat and sadly a dog. I'm sorry to hear about your current plight, but uh, if you've already got a cat and a dog, is it that much harder a move to convince the people necessary to get another cat. I mean, go, it's the hardest thing is going from zero to one, right? If you're, if you're a no pet household convincing people to get a cat that, yeah, that can be tough, but you have a cat and a dog, get another cat in the mix is, is barely anything. You could do it. Best way to repel ticks. As Drew said, uh, don't be a disgusting dog. Uh, clean yourself, be a cat. Uh, if, if you can't stand the heat, stay out of the woods. Cause, uh, that's where ticks are. Also, uh, off deep woods bug spray will, uh, will do the trick for you pretty good. I think. 
Hello, Scott and Drew. Have you heard of the luchador Cassandro? How do you feel about him and his legacy, if so? Also, do you have any favorite poems? Thank yous. Uh, yeah, definitely no Cassandro. Uh, Drew went into him pretty well. He's uh, he, he's an openly gay man, <laughs> as some people tend to be. Uh, yeah, he's what in the uh, in the Mexican wrestling lucha libre world is referred to as an exotico, which, for lack of a better term, is just kind of drag, but not like it's not always full guy doing girl drag. Sometimes it's just guy doing really gay <laughs> uh, sort of costume. So yeah, and as Drew said, the the coolest things they do are the uh, the four on four. Uh, man, woman, exotico, midget versus man, woman, exotico, midget, uh, tag matches. Those are a delight. There's, uh, I wish I could remember. I'll, I'll look it up later. There's a really, really fun one from, from some number of years ago now, but, uh, sometime in the two thousands, but, uh, I'll see if I can find it. I'm sure it's online somewhere, but, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, Cassandro, Himself, probably one of the top three best-known Exoticos of the 2000s, between uh, him, uh, Pimpinella Escarlata, which I believe is the Scarlet Pimpernel in uh, on, on Espanol, and uh, Maximo, who has been doing less recently, because I think he, for real, uh, vandalized someone's car and quit the company. <laughs> But yeah, and Cassandra has probably done the most uh, North American work of uh, of all of them. And by North American, I mean not Mexico, even though a lot of people are going to sit here and tell you that Mexico is part of North America. Don't listen to them. Canada, U.S., and I don't even know about the U.S. It's mostly Canada. Uh, yeah, he uh, he did a fair bit in like the late aughts. Um, I think he did some uh, some IWA Mid-South when that was a good promotion and an existing promotion. I think it's finally mercifully dead. And, uh, and I think some, yeah. And I, th I think the deal was he was here for like kind of a big tour and broke his leg in, uh, I think in a ring of honor match, uh, right before he was supposed to do, uh, Chikara King of trios, which at the time was a big tournament by a good company, which is a thing you can't say about that anymore. But uh, yeah, his legacy. Um, like I said, like one of the best, uh, one of the best exoticos. Uh, very good wrestler. Had some uh, had some good matches. Wasn't because uh, you can certainly rest on your laurels as as an exotico and just be like full gimmick, full comedy. Don't need to be good at wrestling. But uh, but he was and uh, and uh, definitely one of the better ones out there. Uh, do you have any favorite poems? Uh, look up there. Once was a man from Nantucket. You're uh, you're gonna like what you see. Also, uh, Robert Frost is good. And of course, uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was gonna say Robert Blake's Tiger Tiger. Uh, Robert Blake is a murderer. Uh, you're gonna want to look up William Blake. Ah, <laughs> uh, fun. Uh, what's the deal with airline food? I don't like it when I'm uh, when I'm on a plane. That means I can't pick up my girlfriend from high school. <laughs> uh, Jerry Seinfeld, pedophile, but it, one of those uh, one of those it's okay pedophiles, which uh, is what we should all strive to be. Uh, hi, I don't have any funny preamble for this. Here's a list of questions. 
Do either of you do your own cooking? If so, what is one of your go-to recipes? Uh, yeah, I do a fair chunk of my own cooking. My mom is thankfully a great cook and has passed a bit down to me. Could probably pass more if I was even more motivated to, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm definitely here for some of it. Also, I like the sound of Drew's, uh, bacon pineapple chicken breast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make him make me that. Uh, but yeah, I, I can do most meat well. I can, I can do a good steak. I know how to, your, your butter basting, your garlic, your rosemary, your, the whole thing. The, you gotta, and look, here's a general cooking tip for everything. Most of you, if I know you, and I do, <laughs> Uh, you're not seasoning enough, and you're not seasoning at enough of the right times, if that makes sense. Just for an example, with, uh, like, the chili Drew was talking about, season at every level. Like, season the meat, season the vegetables, season the sauce. Like, don't just, don't just throw some salt in the finished product and think you've seasoned something, because you haven't. Um, I like to make a lot of Italian stuff. Uh, most of it's fairly easy. I'm not making my own noodles, so that's uh, that's a big part already checked off. But uh, and I think this comes up in a later question too, because it's legitimately one of my favorite dishes. There's a uh, there's actually a Martha Stewart recipe for a uh, for an Italian sausage uh, pappardelle, which is like ba- like super wide fettuccine kind of. And it's uh, it's phenomenal. I made it the other night with the proper uh, San Marzano tomatoes, as uh, God intended. And man, it's uh, it's real nice. Sorry, taking a sip of my uh, taking a sip of my Mountain Dew Pitch Black. I've had it in the states, so I thought I would try the uh, Canadian version, which uses sugar and not uh, high fructose corn syrup. It's uh, which is always better. And I'm not mistaken, right? This pitch black is different than the old pitch black. Because I have it in my head that the old pitch black was grape. And this is described as citrus punch, which is (laughs) kind of what they call every flavor Mountain Dew. But uh, I don't think it's the same. But uh, it's not bad. I don't know if I'm going to have another one. I don't mean today. Like, in, I mean in my life after this. It's it's fine, but it's it's not setting my world on fire. Uh, across all media, who is your favorite or least favorite Asian character? Answer carefully. Damn, Mulan was a good pick by Drew. <laughs> Mostly because of the stolen valor. Uh, well, it's got to be my boy uh, Ross Butler from 13 Reasons Why, right? Like, what, first of all, what better Asian name than Ross Butler? <laughs> um, so he's my favorite. And, uh, and why am I forgetting his name? Oh, yeah, his equally Asian name on the show, Zach Dempsey. <laughs> it's like, who's the other one like that? And I, which I won't go into detail on what like that is, but uh, the guy in Crazy Rich Asians, Henry Golding, another classic Asian name. <laughs> like, it's like, of, of course that exists out there. It's just funny to me because I'm stupid. <laughs> Uh, least favorite Asian character. Here's a hot take that nobody saw coming. You ready for this? Uh, Master Tigress from Kung Fu Panda because she's not fuckable enough. Her head's too wide. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to fuck watermelon head. 
Uh, have you had any strange or awkward interactions during your wrestling career? What, during my 20-plus year wrestling career, strange or awkward interactions? Perish the thought. Yeah, of course I have. Um, yeah, same as Drew, not a ton of uh, real specific incidents come to mind, which is probably a good thing. There was actually, this isn't particularly strange. I guess it's strange. It's not awkward. It was sick. There was a nice little run during uh during 3 to 1 battle which was like our home promotion in Seattle 2014-15 until COVID um where it it was probably it was when I was like really gaining some popularity there so I like 2016-17 I guess uh and there was a nice little run of shows where I'd be hanging out in like the alley out back after the show and like different girls would show me their tits without me asking which is uh, really the dream <laughs> so that was yeah there was there was a whole uh tits out for big cat movement which uh i'm not against bringing back and i don't just mean in the alley after shows just in general let's uh let's get tits out for big cat going <laughs> uh did you ever consider any other animals before landing on a tiger and likewise for snow leopard? Uh, so th this will probably answer some other future questions too, because there are some similar ones like this. So I'll, I'll say stuff here. And then if further details come up in later ones, I'll, I'll touch on those too. Um, so I'm, I'm like an OG day one furry. So not not the same as Drew in that respect. But I was so young when I knew I was. I was actually too young to know the breadth of it. And also I didn't know like the word furry until much, much later in my life. Like late teens probably. But um, yeah, so at the, at the original time, I thought... And, and if this doesn't go to show the power that big dog has on media. I don't know what does, but I thought you could only be a wolf because, uh, because of the type of furry shit I was into, uh, and like people turning into animals and stuff. It's all, it's all fucking werewolves. Right. So I'm like, Oh, I guess, I guess that's me. And then literally as soon as it was brought to my attention that like, Oh, you don't have to, be a wolf you can you can be any animal you want i'm like oh well i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know you could do that i'm a fucking tiger obviously and yeah it, it wasn't a matter of like uh flipping through national geographic to see an animal that spoke to me or whatever or when i thought looked cool or whatever but don't get me wrong they look fucking cool <laughs> Uh, it's, I don't know what to tell you. It's just like what I knew I was in the same way, uh, you know, you're male or female or both. Uh, Hey, cover my bases, baby. Uh, is the same way I know I'm a tiger. So I, I wish I could articulate it better than that, but it is just a thing I know. And luckily they're super fucking cool. <laughs> uh, if you were forced at gunpoint to change them to another animal permanently, 
what would that animal be? That's interesting. I would not want to take someone's chosen or ingrained species away from them. But if I had to, because apparently a gun is involved, I would uh, I would give Drew a taste of his original option B species, which was African wild dog, and uh, I'm sure he will uh, will punish me for even bringing up uh, that he could be a dog. But uh, hey, it's your idea first, dummy. <laughs> And and he brought it up in the in uh, in his Q and A too, so it's not like a secret or anything. Uh, what's the weirdest fetish either of you have been exposed to? Oh boy! Well, the thing with uh, furry art is, uh, I and Drew only like uh, a sliver of it because we have uh, specific tastes, and more importantly, aren't gross. And the thing with a lot of furries is that they're really gross. <laughs> So there's a lot out there and really most of it, I like m most, look, if transformation is a fetish, which I guess it is, then yes, that's the one I like. And I don't really like any of the others. Uh, like a lot of them are harmless, like macro, like just like, hey, uh, uh, Star Fox is uh, the size of a building. Like, okay, I, I don't like, I don't see the point. But it's uh, it's harmless. But uh, vor, I don't care for. I don't need to uh, to eat someone or be eaten by someone, and especially derive sexual pleasure from that. Um, and then, of course, bodily fluids, specifically waste fluids. Um, I don't need shit in my life. Much like uh, much like Drew, I uh, I was <laughs> I was telling I was actually telling uh, Drew and Kelly in. Vegas that, um, cause I just did a big, uh, art dump, not shit related, <laughs> just dumping a bunch of art on my, uh, fur affinity page. Hey, and if you want to go check that out, uh, fur affinity dot, ooh, dot net, I think yes, fur affinity dot net slash, uh, Tigra Blanco, white tiger. What? I don't know. I was very young when I did it and, uh, maybe I thought white tigers were cooler than regular tires. Tigers or and and regular tires. You know what? White tires are cooler than regular tires. Who doesn't like a white wall? Very cool. Um, but yeah. So and of course you can't uh, change your username. So I'm stuck with that for uh, the rest of my life, I guess. But uh, yeah. And then a, a bunch of people like uh, you can you know favorite or like or whatever the uh, the the art that gets put up. And so I and you get notifications when people like your stuff and uh so i was looking at the people who liked my stuff and in um uh, in one other guy's uh i guess gallery um i saw from a distance because they're just little thumbnails at first before you click on them uh what looked like uh very good uh transformation art so i'm like okay maybe i found a new uh tf guy so i click on his page and i was half right <laughs> Uh, he does have a full gallery full of high quality, uh, human to animal transformation art. However, every single piece of art also involves the, uh, transformation victim in question shitting their pants. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what are you doing to me? 
<laughs> what are you doing? Uh, anyway, that's the answer to that question. Uh, when's the OnlyFans coming out, Scoot? Listen, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The OnlyFans is coming out when you prove that you are willing to pay regularly for that. So if you want to send me something to paypal.me slash notscotthanson and send me a place to send you something, I'll send you some OnlyFans shit. And if enough people do that, I'll start a fucking OnlyFans. Until then, until you're going to stop being all talk, nothing. All right? You hear me? Why am I getting so fired up? I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but that's the deal. Okay? If enough, on, honest to God, if enough people, people prove it, I'll do it. But I'm not starting one and then getting two subscribers and then getting so depressed I kill myself. That doesn't seem like the move for me. All right? But prove it. A bunch of you prove it and I'll do it. All right? All right. Uh, when are we getting a season of 2000 WCW Thunder? I mean, not a terrible idea for a future season. We did, uh, for newer listeners to the pod, um, the very first season of this uh, very podcast was uh, 2000 WCW Nitro, which was, of course, the worst year or three and a half. Uh, no, two and a half. We weren't that bad. Two and a half years of uh, of our lives. Uh, I guess over three if you actually start from when we started recording. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an option. We can uh, we can look into it. Are you guys big cats? Because you eat big pussy. You are what you eat in parentheses, obviously. Except eating pussy is gay. If you ask Italian guys, but they also eat a lot of pussy. <laughs> what are your guys's workout regimens and why doesn't it include kitty yoga? Guys is spelt G-U-Y-S apostrophe S apostrophe S, which is just cancer. <laughs> um, it should include kitty yoga. Drew's allergic, but he's also a coward and also uh, he's not allergic to my cat. So just do kitty yoga with the right cats. You silly. And, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would do either variation of kitty yoga, which is yoga with, uh, kitties climbing all over me or someone else doing yoga where I'm the kitty climbing all over him. Uh, there's a later, uh, uh, staying in shape question. So I'll talk more about workout stuff there. Also, I barely work out, so you're not missing much yet. Um, which takes us to... At the very moment you're reading this, how pressed together are you and Drew's butts, assuming that Scott is reading? Uh, Drew gave a uh, very specific uh, distance on his, which was uh, 16 kilometers at the time. It would be more because I was at the show when he was at home when he gave that. So I'm going to say it's probably closer to probably closer to 20 uh, in the high 20s kilometers right now but make no mistake when we're in the same room recording those hams are pressed my friend do your parents know you guys are gaga for animals that is my all-time favorite euphemism for being a furry oh those guys they're gaga for animals <laughs> that's that's so good i really like that um, yes, question mark. I think, I guess more so than Drew's based on his answer. Like the term furry has never come up. Although they watch John Oliver and he mentions them sometimes. And I, I think they understand 
I think that I think their general understanding is furries are people who like wear animal mascot costumes. Um, but beyond that, I don't know if they have a lot of the like further details than that. But like they know what I wear to wrestle. They know I have a bunch of tiger shit. And uh, and actually recently I uh, I received a uh, painting <laughs> from uh, from a guy in England. And I'm not uh, being general. His name is Guy, so it is in fact a guy in England. <laughs> Uh, of, uh, which is a, uh, I guess a, a parody painting of, uh, uh, of Labsynth or, uh, Dans un Café, depending on who you ask, by, uh, Edgar Degas. And, but with, instead of a man and a woman, it's, uh, me as a tiger and Adam as a horse. And, uh, and my, my parents saw that and I'm like, hey, check, check out this, uh, this painting from uh, from another continent that uh, that someone said, which is that someone sent, which is uh, pretty cool, and uh, and I'm like, yeah, it's me and Adam. Oh, and and uh, it was my mom that said, oh, Ad- Adam's a horse, like you're a tiger, and I'm like, yes, exactly. So like, yeah, they on on a level they get it, basically. Uh, I'm a tall Puerto Rican gay man who is very willing to experiment with Drew at Steamworks every Friday. That sounds like someone who lives in Vancouver. So uh, you need to start uh, direct messaging, my friend, because uh, Drew and I have been uh, very much wanting to go to a uh, non-gay bathhouse, but maybe we could uh, dip our toe in by going to a gay bathhouse first. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's meet up, tall Puerto Rican gay man. Is your fan base made out of gay losers? Well, they may be gay and losers, but what was the third thing? (laughs) Did you fuck your cat? Did you come on your cat? Did you put your dick anywhere near your cat? Have you ever done anything weird with your cat? Have you promised not to make apologies, apology videos after last year's thing? Are you being as short and honest as possible? Let me be clear. I did not fuck my cat. I did not come on my cat. I did not put my dick anywhere near my cat. I have never done anything weird with my cat. Have you? I have promised not to make apology videos after last year's thing. I am being as short and honest as possible. Shout out to Shane Dawson, who actually said that stuff. <laughs> and then a few new anonymous ones came in uh, after Drew had, uh, had already done his. So uh, is it sus to comment on old pods? No. Um, not everyone heard the pods at the time they went up. And if you're going back and doing uh back catalog, which is fun, by all means do that. Everyone should do that. Imagine, imagine there being me and Drew content that you haven't listened to. That seems like a crazy thing to do with your life in not listening to that. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I usually get the notifications when the uh, comments are made and I'll try to answer them. Uh, when are we going to settle down and have a litter? Soon. Soon, my pet. Can I come, sir? You can come when I tell you to come. Come. (laughs) Do you like being called a good kitty? Yes. (laughs) Have you figured out the smartest way to answer these anonymous ones is not to type anything out, but just give the timestamp of the recording? Not until you said that, but uh, yes, now. Uh, here's an interesting one that I'm going to have to pose to Drew next week, because it's an interesting one. 
Anthrosurgery is real, but you can only do one half. Are you doing top slash bottom, left slash right, or front slash back? That's interesting. I think we can dismiss left slash right. That's too weird. Although I do love the concept of uh, vertical mermaid. <laughs> left human, right fish. Now, top slash bottom seems like the most obvious one, but I'm going to come back to the other one. Um, if it's just top slash bottom, I would do whichever half included the tail. Because the idea of getting the surgery and no tail seems ridiculous to me. So if that means, and if that means bottom, fine, like bottom would be fine and like wouldn't greatly affect day-to-day life. Just like different legs, different feet, tail, cool. Um, Same top half. It it would be a bummer not to have uh, the cool top half stuff, namely like, you know, head and face stuff. But, um, or if it was the other way, I don't know if I love the aesthetics of the other way. If it's if it's top, like, and then just a just a weird pair of human legs on the bottom, I don't know if I love that. So so yeah, so maybe bottom if it includes tail, that's something. And then front slash back is interesting too. Um, if if it's not like a hard line down the sides and it and it sort of uh, blends and tapers more nicely back is not a terrible option you get a nice fuzzy back and a cool tail um again you don't get the face stuff so front would be nice but uh but again no tail so so yeah a very interesting question i'm gonna i'm gonna throw that to drew as well uh what's it like being a sex symbol pretty cool are you two members of the residents be honest i had to look this up it's apparently like an experimental vancouver band that's been around since 1969 uh where the members wear eyeball masks uh and with and I guess, they've obviously had like rotating members i don't think uh everyone has been in the band for uh 55 years <laughs> but uh yeah in answer to your question yes <laughs> We've at least guested with them for sure. Uh, that brings us to the YouTube questions. So uh, Shinobu, aka Noted Noncrete Brandon, brings to us uh, this is this is one Drew spent some time on, and I probably will too. What are the top five wrestling matches you think are worth watching for someone who doesn't really watch wrestling aside from your matches? Ugh, it's me. I'm that person. He says, um, "Yeah, that's that is so hard." I actually, uh, one I agree with him for sure is the uh, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, uh, Royal Rumble 2003. Uh, if I was to hazard a guess at the date, uh, January 19th, but don't quote me on that. Uh, it's it's pretty fantastic and I think would make a fan out of a lot of people as long as you're not too put off by one of them being a family murderer and the other being Chris Benoit. Um, yeah, it's interesting... Uh, because I wouldn't just say what I think are the five best matches. Also, I have no idea what I would say for the five best matches. But you have to think more in terms of like what would make a non-fan a fan. So I think there's a few different things that would appeal to non-fans. I think uh, big athletic, flippy, gymnastic stuff 
is cool to a lot of people. So that's one thing. I think incredibly like legit hard hitting stuff is going to impress a different segment of people. And uh and comedy probably uh is going to be fun for non-fans too. So um so yeah, so those are kind of the routes I would go down in terms of recommending to people. Uh one match that's super fun is uh it's from the uh Japanese promotion uh Toryumon T O R Y U M O N uh which uh shortly after actually became Dragon Gate and still runs today. So they did uh on August 30th, 2003, they did a four-way trios match, which means four teams of 3. So it's a 12-person match of uh four different factions uh who just do this like bonkers incredibly well choreographed so choreographed it doesn't so well choreographed it doesn't look choreographed match um i'm I'm sure it's on youtube or uh like a daily motion or something but it's it's so much fun and so rewatchable uh that one's great uh for a hard hitting mm, another thing i wouldn't recommend uh to non-fans to make them fans even though they're some of the best matches ever are really long matches because you're going to want to attention span is, is a thing. So you're not going to want to open with like, Hey, check out this like epic 45 minute match. Cause for someone who doesn't know wrestling that well to watch one match for longer than a television episode, uh, they might get bored even if it's a fantastic match. So I'd go with a shorter. There's uh, uh, cats. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, it's August two thousand three. Maybe the second. Maybe the fourth. Who's to say? I'm not looking at it. Maybe the first. Eh, it's August. <laughs> it's early August. First week of August. I nearly promise you. Uh, Katsuyori Shibata versus Tomohiro Ishii is. Uh, it's not that long. And they just go balls out and beat the shit out of each other. And and you got to love it. <laughs> um, what else is fun? I think Drew also mentioned um, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio Jr. from uh, WCW Halloween Havoc 1997. Which uh, feels like, what, October 26th? I wonder if I'm nailing any of these dates or if I'm weeks and months off in all of them. I'm probably not months off for Halloween Havoc, but uh, the other ones. If anyone wants to fact check me, uh, don't. Unless I'm right. Then do it and tell me I was right. <laughs> uh, but that's a great one. It's it's not that long. It is spectacular in terms of what they do by 1997 standards and even still pretty impressive now, which is actually wild because in – the last 25 years, there's been a lot of advancements in the gymnastic aspect of wrestling. So yeah, that one's, that one's great actually. And what else? Any other like, oh, may, oh, I guess the one other, uh, sort of style in terms of just like people, uh, that might appeal to non-fans in, uh, besides hitting each other hard is like actual, deathmatch shit so if you're if you're a ghoul who likes blood and weapons then uh yeah then that's another route to go to what's uh what's a good one there 
there's uh, Tomoaki Hanma and Ryuji Yamakawa had two great ones in July 99 and January 2000 in Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, those are, although I'd probably recommend something else because those are great wrestling matches that also have weapons. But if we're talking balls to the wall weapons, um, Necro Butcher versus Toby Klein from, uh, IWA Mid-South King of the Death Matches 2003, which feels, uh, August, August-ish 2003. But you know what? My second, uh, my second August 2003 recommendation a good month uh that's a good one um and then a lot of recent uh a lot of recent uh big japan pro wrestling and uh freedoms another uh death promotion uh really almost any of their uh matches for because each promotion has a an actual deathmatch title um most of their matches for those titles are pretty good and have some wild shit. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, Jun Kazai, uh, Masashi Takeda. Uh, they do some. Uh, they do some real shit, and uh, most of it I'm good with the uh, the tables, the chairs, the uh, the light tubes, the thumbtacks. I can all uh, wrap my head around. But in recent years, they've they've done some stuff that is uh, that is upsetting to watch. The uh, the uh, board full of uh, open scissors and sometimes just knives are kind of scary. Uh, the uh, oh, and the syringe needle through the cheek, not a fan. And and of course they take it to the umpteenth level in that they don't just like stick it through his cheek, take it out, and go to other stuff. No, stick it through his cheek and then like wrestle with it in your cheek for like ten minutes. It's um. It's something. If this sounds like it might appeal to you, check it out. <laughs> if not, that's okay, too. It's gross. Um, Brian Palmer, first Brian of the night, uh, and a wrestling question. Did Jordan Grace steal your steroids? Why is her face like that now? Does Kelly have a Cody Rhodes body pillow? Is Manscaped going half-seas on Little St. James? Uh, Jordan Grace definitely stole someone's steroids. I don't like what uh, she has done to her body. I think she's disgusting-looking. Um, and he, hot take, I don't think her, are they married now? A husband, fiance, whatever. Jonathan Gresham is psyched about it. He may tell you, he's like, oh, he's so proud of her that he's, that she's gotten in such great, disgusting shape. Look, Jonathan Gresham, at the end of the day, is a small black man. And when he got together with Jordan Grace, she was a fat white bitch. And all was well with the universe. And then she had to go and toy with nature. <laughs> but yeah, uh, fat baby Jordan Grace is the correct Jordan Grace. And uh, don't get me wrong, she looked <laughs> ridiculous then too. But it was a ridiculous I could wrap my head around. I don't know what she's doing now. It's uh, it's nuts. Uh, does Kelly have a Cody Rhodes body pillow? Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, Drew had very specific answers about that. Uh, Kelly, obviously, huge Cody Rhodes fan. Definitely doesn't find him massively overrated like uh, Drew and I do. Uh, but I, I can definitely see Kelly being a body pillow man. Um, I'm going to say he does have a Cody Rhodes body pillow, but Cody Rhodes is a wolf. <laughs> uh, now that I say that, I bet I could sell those. 
and is Manscaped going half season on Little St. James? Uh, by the time they actually pay us, if they do, the amount they'll owe us will be enough to go half season on St. James. So uh, I'm thinking, yeah. Uh, also, as leader of the recently formed Bry Union, how do you respond to our demands of equal representation? We're willing to accept Drew changing his name to Brian. I think that's the least Drew could do, honestly. I think if that uh, if that will satiate your needs, I think we can uh, start the paperwork on that immediately. Sea uh, Dog says, "How do you sleep at night?" Uh, Drew had the one and only uh, correct answer for that. On top of a pile of money, surrounded by many beautiful women. <laughs> Pipe Paz, why you cat? Three exclu- th- three question marks. Uh, I think we uh, I think we both separately answered that. Uh, it's it's the best thing to be. Like I, I, I'm all for diversity, and when I say that, I'm not. But it's the right thing to say. <laughs> but I can't wrap my head around not being a cat. When, when that's an option, why would you look elsewhere? Uh, also, I want to go to Canada someday. What would be the best place to visit? I mean, Vancouver's pretty cool. Uh, really, its only drawback is how expensive it is. But otherwise, like, there's not a lot of places around where you get uh, the mountains and the beach within an hour or less of each other, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, forests, hiking, uh, nightlife, restaurants. I mean, it's pretty good. If you want more of a New Yorky vibe, do Toronto. And if you uh, want people to be racist to you about not speaking French, go to Montreal. And those are all three cities in Canada. Um, if you're if you're going pure nature, uh, go uh, Jasper or Banff, B A N F F, uh, two of the uh, prettiest towns I've seen in my travels between uh, between BC and Alberta. Uh, Bluey Anarchy exclamation mark says, answer this question without saying no, please. Are you? And please say yes. Are you, and even if the answer isn't yes, say yes anyway, are you gay? Yes. Here's Sonics. <laughs> okay, I have only two questions, followed by five questions. For someone that doesn't like wrestling like me, can you explain what's the deal with wrestling? Well, it's like fucking a 17-year-old, but no, okay. Um, <laughs> the deal with wrestling is it is this extremely unique combination. And now that I've said extremely unique, I'm furious with myself because you can't qualify unique. It, it's binary. It's either unique or not. It is this unique combination of things that doesn't exist anywhere else in entertainment or in the world. It, like It's a combination of sports and performance art and combat and acting and gymnastics and strength and improv. And it's so cool. Like it's so many different things. Like it's not just play fighting. It's figuring out what you're going to do in the ring. Then it's executing that of the ring and how you execute it. And then there's the non-wrestling aspects of it. There's, you know, just when you're, when you're talking, when you're on the microphone, there, there's your, your improv, your acting there. There's so, there's so many disparate elements that go into it. It is so unlike anything else. It's not sports and it's not just like acting or entertainment. It's, it's this weird 
crazy beautiful combination of all of those things and and that's why i love it so much and i i i feel like i could make a fan out of most people given the opportunity uh question about drew lore uh, if you had, if you had a perfect clone of Hitler that it's six inches long, would you torture him? Do you think that it's ethically correct to do so? Uh, no. Drew went into the, uh, does the, does the tiny clone of, does little Hitler, Littler, if you will, um, does he have the same feelings? Would he do the same things as regular Hitler? Um, I don't think that even enters into it i mean he little hitler didn't to my knowledge he didn't do anything he's just he's a clone he's a victim of circumstance he didn't do little holocaust (laughs) so what am i torturing for look if i tortured him it would just be because i could torture a six inch tall person it would not be because it was hitler you know what i mean all right would you get a surgery that increases your IQ by 25 points, but it would leave a giant scar on your head and face? So we're talking about a surgery that increases my IQ to 192. I don't know if I need to go that high at the expense of not having a giant scar. I think 167 is plenty. This is my uh, backdoor not-so-subtle way of uh, noting that my IQ is 167. Uh, also, they don't mean much, but uh, if they do, uh, mine's high. <laughs> uh, and also, it was 192 the IQ that uh, Keith Rainier, the guy who did the uh, Nexium cult and is now in uh, jail for 120 years? Because he, he, he said he... I don't know if he said he was the smartest guy in the world or had the highest IQ in the world or both or or what, but did he say he was 192? This one I'm actually going to look up. Keith... Rainier IQ. Oh, okay, Keith. Okay. 240. Get... I'm a... I wasn't mad at Keith before. (laughs) Look, you can brand your initials on all the female genitals you want. But if you go around telling people your IQ is 240, come on, dude. Okay, I'm not a Keith Rainier fan anymore. What is your favorite kind of pizza? I will say this. If I have two topping choices, those choices are pineapple and sausage. Then I can expand out from there. You can add, you can go more meat. You can do a pepperoni or salami. You can, uh, you could throw, uh, some jalapenos on there for spice. You can do whatever. Keep your, keep your goddamn olives off my pizza. Anchovies, obviously. Keep them separate but equal. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the move for uh, anyone who's currently having an OCD meltdown about pine- pineapple on pizza. It, shut up! It, it's one. It's a common thing. Uh, you don't have to like it. That's fine. But uh, like, shut up and stop making it an internet issue. Uh, and here comes Fatan slash Eve, who I have asked in the. I, I'm sure I have asked in the past what the significance of Fatan is, and have forgotten. I do know what uh, her other username, uh, Mini Mugun, is, but uh, Feitan has uh, has escaped me. So uh, tell me later. Uh, and Eve has decided to ask 50 goddamn questions. 
So I'm starting the 50 questions, 51 minutes in, and we'll see uh, what we're at time-wise when I'm done these. So name a favorite meal, a favorite dessert, and a favorite drink. Um, that aforementioned uh, Martha Stewart uh, Italian sausage pap Italian sausage pappardelle recipe. Uh, that might be my last meal given the uh, given the opportunity. Um, otherwise, an excellent steak is hard to beat, um, or some like choice Mexican like the best tacos, the be like authentic tacos. Not uh, we're not talking uh old El Paso hard shell. Um, or, 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 you know, a little fancier, chimichanga, enchilada, a wet burrito, <laughs> uh, favorite dessert. Uh, oh, I love a creme caramel. A lot of people are going to tell you creme brulee. I don't need to, I don't want to have to dig my way into my dessert. I don't think you should have to have power tools to crack through a dessert. Just a nice Creme caramel. Those are made well. Those are delicious. Um, one of the best singular desserts I can recall is a uh, uh, chocolate lava cake, which which is fine. I wouldn't call it in general one of my favorite desserts, but I, I had one at uh, Morton's Steakhouse when there was a Morton's in Vancouver in better days. And uh, the one there, I don't know what they did, but uh, holy shit, that was a dessert. Um, also a chocolate pie. Chocolate pie is nice. Chocolate pie, Oreo crust, uh, whipped cream. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, favorite drink, uh, in the alcoholic realm, I have lately been obsessed with, uh, like tiki drinks that involve the ingredient falernum, uh, ever since I had it at a, uh, at some, uh, cocktail contest I was at some years ago. It's, uh, falernum itself is not alcoholic. It's just like a bar syrup. It's, um, it's primary flavors are, uh, lime, lime, ginger, almond, clove, I believe. And it just creates this really cool, interesting flavor. So anything like fal something falernum gin citrusy is an awesome, like mixed sort of tiki-ish drink. Um, non-alcoholic. I mean, I do like a lot of energy drinks. Beaver Buzz is really good. <laughs> Balls, really good. Yeah. Um, oh, and like uh, coffee. Obviously. Just like the, it's hard to beat a great ice latte. Uh, what was your favorite cartoon as a kid? Uh, Drew said Simpsons. That's definitely uh, a thing for me as well. Uh, sounded like he was not allowed to watch it up to a certain point. Same for me. I definitely wasn't allowed to watch it until I was 10. Um, when I definitely had friends from sort of age eight on who were watching it and seemed real psyched about it, and I couldn't wait to <laughs> be allowed to. So yeah, Simpsons for sure. Uh, definitely the most like formative uh, show I watched. Uh, in terms of more kid centric things, uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, the the eighties maybe into nineties series. I don't know how long it went. Um, and, uh, and there was, a, a lesser known, uh, I guess it was Con Conan the Barbarian cartoon, uh, that was on before school 
for a while that I would watch every day. Also, just the idea of being awake long enough before school at eight something to be able to watch television. Just uh, that's that's a different Scott. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that one was cool, uh, I think, largely because because uh, Conan had like a team and uh, part of the team was this like uh, married couple. Who like uh, who turned into wolves at night? I think and uh, and I thought that was cool for some reason. Who who knows why? Um, what goal are you working to achieve in the next year? Um, I guess I don't have as specific a one as Drew and his uh, film, but uh, but I'd like to you know I'd like to do something. You know, it'd be nice to do something bigger in wrestling than I've done currently. So, like, that would be a nice goal. I don't know exactly what that would be. Working for a bigger promotion, uh, getting getting flown somewhere international for it would be cool. So, yeah, that uh, that would be good. And, I don't know, I could, I could lose, like, 20 pounds, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, if you could have lunch with any person, living or dead, fictitious or real, who would it be? And who is the last person in the world you'd want to eat with? Man, Drew had a real good one for that with James Corden. That's, uh, that's real good. I'm, I might go, uh, if I can't, if I don't want to be a copier, uh, I might go Russell Brand for, uh, for not, uh, cause I, I I don't know. I don't think he's a bad guy. He just doesn't seem like my kind of hang. (laughs) Um, And lunch with any person, living or dead. Drew went like earnest and personal with his grandfather, which uh, which I guess I can't do now again on uh, on fear of being accused of copying. Um, I I would with my my grandfather on my uh, on my mom's side uh, for very similar reasons to Drew. He. Yeah, he died when I was 17 or not quite late 16s. Yeah. And yeah, like spent lots of time with him, but you know, I was a kid and uh it would be cool to to get to know him more as as an adult. But uh but let's uh let's think famous people. Um I mean, little Hitler, obviously. <laughs> uh he'd be an option. Um Ah, this is one I wish I had thought about beforehand. Um, at the yeah, for for the sake of not having this go forever, I'll think about this and get back to you, Eve, or maybe get back to everyone on the on the pod. But uh, yeah, I think for my my no answer is uh, Russell Brand. Um, just off the top of my head for uh, lunch for having lunch with them uh george carlin i think would be very cool he's because like a you know i i love comedy i love comedians and he and he's one of the best and um i think unlike some comedians he like i i wouldn't need him to be on i don't need him to be uh doing his act when uh when we're having lunch i would just like to pick his brain like he he's uh, he was brilliant and 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 also just like you could see from interviews and stuff, he's also a regular guy, um, so it wouldn't be. I don't think it'd be a weird interaction. So yeah, maybe maybe my guy's George Carlin. Uh, what's a non wrestling talent you're proud to have? 
Um, I've got a pretty good brain for trivia and other stuff of that ilk, uh, which I hope to use on Jeopardy one day. We'll see. Uh, so I'm proud of that. I'm proud of uh, pretending to be smart. Um, and then I guess it it's not really non-wrestling because the place I use it the most is wrestling. But I use it in golf and other other athletic endeavors. But just generally being considerably more athletic than I look is uh, is a fun talent to have. Definitely better than the other way uh, of being uh, of looking like an incredible athlete and just sucking. Although that's actually kind of really funny. I kind of dig that now that I, now that I say it out loud. Uh, what's a talent I wish I had? Art. I wish I could draw. I am the worst artist. Now, that being said, if I was a fantastic artist, my life would be markedly different because I would be a I would be a, a rich and powerful furry porn artist. So we, we've said before, Kelly and I have talked about this a lot, actually, like it's it seems like too much power. <laughs> it's probably for the best that we can't draw because it would be very consuming. Otherwise, I think it's better that I have to go to others for art instead of just being able to make whatever disgusting thing comes to my mind it, it, flawlessly. But man, the people who can do that, I am really jealous of those people. I am not jealous of much. I'm jealous of amazing artists for sure. Uh, what's an unusual hobby or behavior you have that not many other people have? Unusual hobby? Well, I have many unusual behaviors, but I don't care to speak about them on the on the podcast. Um, I get what was Drew with Drew's was collecting Blu-rays, right? Yeah. So I guess, uh, yeah, on, on a similar, uh, autistic OCD collecting level, uh, is hoarding media, just not necessarily physical media. Like I have, what are we looking at here? You know, like probably close to 50 terabytes of hard drive that I'm looking at right now with, uh, how many, uh, 14 full thick binders of burned DVDs behind me. And then what was until very recently, a whole other room of, uh, wrestling VHS and, uh, DVDs, which I just finished converting my last VHS to DVD. And that may not mean much to you, but for someone who at peak probably had at least 1,500 wrestling VHSs, and I might be undershooting on that, uh, to have converted, finally converted all of them. And P.S., you have to convert them in real time. There's no uh, VHS or analog, so uh, you can't you can't do it quick. Uh, it's so nice to have that done actually. And I just met a guy today via Facebook marketplace who, uh, took my last, uh, 300 VHSs off of my hands for a little bit of money. Not much, but, uh, it beats throwing them out. So, uh, so that was pretty cool. I wish I had thought to, cause all the other ones I just threw away when, uh, when they brought the big bin around, <laughs> Uh, so I wish I had sold all the previous ones, too. I missed out on probably, I don't know, $400 over a number of months and years. But, uh, yeah, so that. 
what's your biggest pet peeve? People's knees. Without naming each other, who are your five most favorite people to work with on wrestling shows? Uh, Drew was really mean and said, as if I would say Scott, given the opportunity. You would say Scott, given the opportunity. We work fucking great together, and you hurt my feelings with that. <laughs> uh, so beside, besides Drew, who I would say, um, Kelly, uh, who I actually got to, who Drew and I got to work in February for the first time in years uh, since before COVID. Uh, Daniel Maccabe, also same as Drew. B-Boy, also same as Drew. Uh, so that's three. So who does that leave? Um, damn. I mean, after my, uh, after my match this weekend, I almost want to say Tony Baroni cause we had a real good one this past Saturday, which will be up on the YouTube soon enough. Um, who else? Drew said Pitfall Jones. It's a good pick, but I'm not going to pick him. Hopefully he's not listening cause he books me. <laughs> pitfall you're close you're close if you're not there um who am i missing who do i get psyched when i'm in there with them i'm trying not to go recency bias but like jackie lee is so easy to do anything with so like maybe him i've only tagged uh, uh tagged against him twice and with him once as of also this weekend i had a busy weekend guys i don't know if you heard um yeah, Jackie, and, uh, that uh, nah, doesn't matter that much. That, hmm, how about I speak English? Doesn't matter that much. Uh, let's, let's stick with Tony until I think of a, uh, a better one. Um, oh, if, if Jeff Cobb counts, I have had two matches with him, then, uh, then him, because, uh, he was great and, uh, and super easy and we had fun stuff. What, <laughs> why'd I go this low? Um, how do you feel about marriage? Um, I also think it's antiquated. It's weird that we're still doing it. I don't see myself ever doing it. It's not like a 100% hard no. Like, I guess you could convince me to do it, but why are you convincing me to do it is sort of my thinking. Like, I don't see if you, like, are a couple and live together what actually getting married changes. So it seems... Seems like an unnecessary extra step. And uh, and weddings. Weddings, I don't... If if I got married, I don't know if I'd do a wedding. Because I... Uh, it seems very selfish. It's a whole look-at-me day, and I don't like look-at-me days. I don't even like my birthday for that reason. I like Christmas because everyone gives everyone presents, but birthday when everyone just gives me presents, uh, it feels weird. I'm not, not into it. Uh, who's your favorite Sailor Scout? Uh, Moon? I don't know it very well. Uh, what's a movie or show you would like to see remade into a film for extra points? Who would direct, who would star, and who would do the score? Hmm. Again, one I wish I had thought about before arriving at it. Um, I would go, I'm trying to think television shows, t a TV to film adaptation. Oh, you know what would work, I think, is a film adaptation of The Leftovers. Pretty recent show, actually. Like, I don't know, 2017, 18, 19-ish? Somewhere in there. Um, it's by one of the two Lost guys, and I am convinced it is his 
apology for Lost. Because it is, it's the absolute antithesis of Lost. Lost starts super cool and mysterious and then just gets worse and worse and stupider and stupider and leaves you very disappointed. Whereas this one, there definitely is some mystery, uh, but it's, it is so not about the mystery. It's just about dealing with it and, and it ends so well. It's such a good ending. It, it's reverse lost and it's great. The, the basic premise is, uh, I should probably look it up, actually, but I feel like off the top of my head, either two or three, uh, two or three percent of the world's population, just two percent. So two percent, 140 million people uh, just disappear one day. Uh, It's called the sudden departure. And uh, you don't you don't see that happen. There's maybe a couple flashbacks to it, but you you start uh, some months, maybe even a year after that and uh and it's not about figuring out how these people disappeared the people fucking disappeared they're gone there's no indication they're coming back and you have to deal with it and it's it's one of those i've talked about if also if we're talking about listening to back uh back episodes listen to season two where we do our top tens of each year of the 2010s because i'm sure this kind of thing comes up but i i i I have very eclectic taste but one thing i really like and this uh i'm gonna have to figure out how to articulate this is movies that make me feel a certain way a a style of movies that uh and tv shows because the leftovers does uh that make me feel a certain way um i i guess the closest thing in terms of genre is magical realism like uh, a movie or show that's largely grounded in reality like this is what would happen in real life but there's something extra to it there's some weird thing that probably wouldn't happen in real life or some you know some aspect to it that's a little bit beyond and in the same way i like comedies with that are mostly real, but with a little extra absurdism to them. So I I guess this is my drama. I guess magical realism is my drama version of absurd comedies, if that makes sense, both of which I love. And I think, and I think the reason I love it in terms of at least being able to try to explain it is it's a, it's a movie and not real life. Like you could make something that reads, like a documentary, but also you can do anything. So why not make it a little weirder, more interesting than real life, right? Nothing wrong with something that's totally down to earth, totally, you know, could completely happen in real life, but you've got the opportunity here to go a little wilder. So go a little wilder. And I, and I like going a little wilder without going too wild to where it's, you know, full sci-fi or fantasy or whatever. So that's what I like. And that's uh, really where The Leftovers falls. Um, oh, and then for for the bonus questions on that, uh, let me see. Who would direct? Who would star? Uh, direct? You know what? I was about to say Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman should write it. Spike Jones 
should direct it because it's actually it's obviously a very different plot, but uh, Spike Jones's her is another one of those makes me feel a certain way movies. Uh, was in fact uh, both me and Drew's number one movie of the 2010s as a decade, and yeah, like a lot of it could happen in real life, but there was something more to it. So I think Spike Jones would do a great job with it. And I think like the leftovers was, it was a three season show. I think you could do a really good two to two and a half hour movie of it. Who would star Justin throws the star of the television show and does a great job, but to mix it up. Um, I don't know. Robert Pattinson would be cool. John Bernthal? There's some options. Yeah, that one I'd have to think about. And also, it's it's kind of an ensemble cast, too. Um, Carrie Coon is sort of the female lead. She's one of the main females in the show. I don't think I would recast her. She's fantastic. Um... Yeah, so that's uh and who'd do the score? Um Drew is going uh you know like uh popular popular band musicians, is that a phrase? Uh in in the vein of uh Reznor and Ross and whatnot. Um yeah, I like that. Um I would never say no to Johnny Greenwood from uh Radiohead who did uh Phantom Thread, which is one of my favorite uh scores in sometime uh and also maybe carter burwell who uh should have won the oscar this year for banshees of inisherin and didn't and my apology to him would be uh getting to score uh the leftovers the movie <laughs> uh what's an activity you've always wanted to try not skydiving you're uh you're on your own on that one drew um that's a good question. I don't think I've water skied before that I could do. I, You know what? I haven't parasailed. Uh, that seems fun and less dangerous than falling out of a plane. Uh, so maybe that. Uh, is there a weakness or flaw you're struggling to overcome? Um, yeah. I don't, um, a few. But uh, people-pleasing is kind of something I have to figure out because I think at the end of the day, I'm really... it Like, in, in any given interaction and in general, I'm, I'm scared that the, the one person or everyone uh, won't like me. And, uh, and the, w- the way it's gone lately is... I get a lot of uh, DMs from a lot of people on uh, on various platforms, Twitter, Telegram, whatever else, and uh, and I'm so scared to even if I like am not even particularly into talking to them, or e- even if I am and I'm just kind of uh, exhausted at the time. Uh, I'm so scared to leave people hanging or make them feel ignored because I'm like, I 
the, as an empath, the the worst the worst way you could ever open a sentence. Um, but I'm I'm empathetic to people in that I I I always try to put myself in their position, and I'm like, well, if I message this person, I would want to hear back from them. So that's what I try to do. But uh, but it's so much, and I I need to figure out a way to um to do better with it because it there are numerous days per week that it, uh, that it takes up literally hours of my time. And, uh, and, and honestly, and most of the people I'm happy to talk to, like, and if it was just the one person, great, but it's 50 people and, uh, and it's a lot and it's not, uh, it's not good for my time management. And, uh, yeah. And I think the, the main reason I'm doing it is, is people pleasing. And I just, I, I guess I need to worry about that less, but, uh, but yeah, I don't really know how to, how to handle it right now. But, uh, I guess, uh, I guess hire a social media team to uh, pretend to be me and answer people's messages is the, uh, is the move on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll try to figure it out. I don't know. Uh, what uh what food slash drink do you absolutely hate uh i don't like any kind of fish and like and by that i mean fish fish uh most shellfish is fine uh crab lobster shrimp prawns mussels are all right um i don't need clams or oysters in my life but uh yeah but any like anything that's a fish i don't care for uh, and then there's other, some vegetables I don't like. I don't love, uh, asparagus, uh, stuff in the cabbage family. I don't care for bok choy, Swiss chard, the, a, lot, a lot of leafy greens. I don't need in my life. Spinach is fine. Cause it's very mild. Um, and then, then a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff in the, in the bitter family. I don't care. I don't, uh, I I don't particularly like vinegar or uh, things that are vinegar forward. If it's an ingredient in something, that's fine. But like, I'm not going to do salt and vinegar chips because it's too too much vinegar. So that kind of stuff. And then uh, your your savory savory dairy products, as opposed to sweet dairy products, like sour cream, buttermilk. Don't like them. Anything that's too close to cum, I think, is uh, is off putting for me. <laughs> Um, what else? Drink, uh, kombucha. Gross. Why didn't you put a cap on how many questions people can submit? Uh, hindsight, 2020. Didn't think anyone would ask 50 questions, of which I'm on 16 right now. Uh, what movie did you assume you would hate but grew to love after you saw it? Uh, it, love is strong, but it, just in terms of, like, pleasant surprises. Uh, one that comes to mind is the, the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I, I did, I went in expecting to hate it and I'm like, oh, that was pretty fun. I didn't love it, but, uh, way exceeded the expectations. And I'm sure I mentioned a bunch in the, uh, in the aforementioned, uh, season two of the pod when we did our, uh, our top tens of the, uh, of the 2010s and actually, uh, season three, when we did all the fixing the Oscars too, cause there was a lot of Oscars movies that I didn't watch partly because they were Oscars movies 
in the 2000s, not the 2010s. And uh, because I was, I was considerably more pretentious about movies in the, in the 2000s. Um, And yeah, like there are so many quote unquote mainstream movies. I just completely avoided because I'm like, I'm better than that. They don't speak French in this movie. Um, that uh, when we went back and watched those, I was like, oh, that was good. There, there's a bunch of sort of, uh, crime movies in the crime mystery, whatever movies in the two thousands that I never watched that were great. Like, uh, uh, gone baby gone was really, was really good in the Valley of Ella was really good. I think there's a couple others that I'm forgetting. And then I didn't for, I, I wasn't even watching a good directors, uh, in the two thousands for some reason. I wasn't watching a bunch of like. Scorsese and Clint Eastwood, like Changeling was really good. Uh, the Aviator was really good. Uh, so yeah, so I'm glad I ended up uh, watching watching all of that stuff for uh, for the podcast. Uh, Love is blind question, not for me. If you could Venice, uh, if you could visit any place on Earth for a week, all expenses paid, where would it be? I'm going to accuse Drew of copying because my one and two are also Japan and Italy, and uh, I think Drew copied me from the past. Uh, what's something stupid you did as a kid? Um, I think I, I, I was pretty young, but I definitely thought, uh, perhaps was pronounced perhaps for a while. I like that. And then there's also, there's a bridge in Vancouver, which I think has been renamed the Iron Workers Memorial Bridge. But at the time was the second Narrows Bridge, which is, I believe, what the body of water it goes over. And I thought it was the second narrowest bridge, uh, almost a world record, but not quite. And uh, and upon going over it, I'm like, this isn't that narrow. It's four lanes. I mean, come on. Uh, so, yeah, those are two dumb things that I, uh, that I can recall. I probably, there are probably other stupid things I thought and did as a kid too, but that was a long time ago. That was at least 10 years ago. Is there something you did or didn't do that you deeply regret? Uh, getting caught shoplifting in front of my mom in my twenties. Uh, not a good look. Uh, it's, you know how you have that thing where, uh, where everything's going fine, and then you uh, then you lie down to go to bed, and then you think, "Hey, I think I'll ruin my night by thinking about this." That's mine. <laughs> uh, who's the worst fan you've ever had to deal with? Like I said before, luckily no real specific ones come to mind, which means uh, ideally they there haven't been any like terrible fans. Uh, just, yeah, just the, the, the less than favorable ones are the, uh, are the ones that smell, uh, the ones that are, uh, had a too autistic to talk to like a real person. Um, and the ones who, and this also might include the, the last category as well. Uh, the people who don't know that it's time for the conversation to be over because there's other people here I have to talk to and other things to do with my life. Actually, I had one of those on uh, Friday at the show. Uh, not autistic. Uh, t- he <laughs> he talked like people. Um, but uh, he was there with his girlfriend. And his girlfriend knew uh, 
very early on that it was time for it to be done. And he uh, was not letting it be done. And because I'm a people pleaser, I will fucking stand there and talk to you for as long as you deem fit. So, uh, so there you go. Do I have any phobias? Uh, don't love spiders. Uh, don't love heights. Heights are fine. Falling from heights. I'm scared of. Uh, if there's a, like, I can be at the, the top of a tall building, that's okay. If I'm on the balcony of a tall building with a short railing, then I'm scared, because I could fall from that height. And I missed one just above, actually. What would be your ideal first date? Uh, I don't do a lot of dating, if any. But, uh, I don't know. Something fun? <laughs> I don't have a good answer. I'm not a, I'm not a dater. Um, where were we? If you suddenly won $5,000, what would you do with it? Is it boring to just say, put it into the surgery fund? Um, if I won and had to blow a man, <laughs> if I won and had to blow $5,000, um, yeah, probably get some kind of like crazy sick wrestling gear. I think that would be, or, um, uh, wrestling gear or, uh, high-end golf clubs would probably be it. If I, if, yeah, for that, that level of money and I have to spend it, I'd say, I'd say that's where it's going. Uh, what's the best generic ice cream flavor? Vanilla. Uh, don't, don't sleep on vanilla. It's, it's, it's a classic for a reason. And what's the best flavor ever? Uh, hmm. I mean, Baskin-Robbins gold medal ribbon is pretty damn good. Although not overly complicated. Vanilla chocolate caramel. Um, or, you know, some pro some wacky, uh, some wacky Cold Stone Creamery thing. Some kind of, some kind of cake batter with the caramel and marshmallows and who knows what the fuck else. Ooh, uh, Ben and Jerry's fish food. Also a nice piece of business. Uh, when associating with or dating someone, what's an instant deal breaker? I loved Drew's fucking virtue signal on this one. Oh, if they're, look, we, we like to have fun and we tell jokes, but, uh, if anyone's, if anyone's actually racist or homophobic or transphobic, deal breaker. Shut up, Drew. I've heard you in the car. Um, <laughs> um, it, it, a lack of sense of humor, I think would be the biggest deal breaker. Um, yeah. Or, you know, being Chinese. Uh, what's your favorite Myers-Briggs personality? What's your favorite? No. What is your <laughs> Myers-Briggs personality type? Uh, what aspect of that type is especially true? What aspect doesn't match at all? Uh, I'm an INTJ, the analyst. Uh, most of it is very accurate. I think the one thing that doesn't match, I don't think a lot of other, uh, Pro wrestlers are uh, are I INTJ, so that would be the uh, that would be the main thing. Uh, the uh, the I in INTJ, I will come back to in a bit uh, with another question. Um, what do you enjoy doing in your spare time? Uh, I haven't had spare time since the uh, since the All Request Spectacular started, uh, but 
ironically, one of the things I do in my spare time is watch movies and uh, and television. Television more than, than Drew does. Movies probably less than Drew does. Uh, but uh, yeah, lately it's been uh, movies I have to watch and movie not movies I want to watch. And then otherwise, uh, golf in uh, when weather uh, weather permits. Um, nothing fancy otherwise just uh hanging out do oh uh you know what i do actually kind of enjoy it uh the you know the aforementioned uh 50 terabytes of uh media i have um that requires a good deal of organization and a lot of it's uh wrestling where i uh download the full show but don't want the full show i just want the good matches from it so like clipping out and organizing that shit uh that provides me with some uh autistic uh, ocd satisfaction um what's a game you excel at uh well if golf counts that um if we're talking like more board gamey stuff um i don't play a lot uh i was also pretty good at settlers of Catan, like uh like drew said uh pretty good at connect four uh that kind of stuff not I think I could be good at chess if I spent time on it, but I do not have any desire to spend time on it. Um, buh, 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 what do you, oh, and here's here's the question I just alluded to. Uh, what do you wish more people knew or understood about you? Um, I that I'm an introvert. Because um, anyone besides my actual personal friends they just which in terms of people that know me is uh you know 99 plus percent aren't my personal real life friends um so and they just see uh public scott and uh and public scott uh is you only see me when i'm performing you see me for you see or hear me um on the podcast or uh you know, in front of the crowd at a wrestling show or on a stream or whatever. And that's all you see. And that's what you think, uh, Scott is. And that's not what Scott is. Scott is an, a fairly strong introvert who happens to be good at performing. And, and I don't mind doing it. Like I, and I think I I can do it well for the most part, but what 99% of you don't see is how much that takes out of me like i because like this weekend i i had a it was a rare case where i main event of the wrestling show on friday main event of the wrestling show on saturday and then streamed all day on uh on sunday in front of uh hundreds of people live and what will be thousands if not tens if not hundreds of thousands later on youtube and uh and i did it all well, but Monday I was dead. Like I can't, I can't maintain that. I I'm pretty good at maintaining what I need to do for as long as I have to do it. But once it's over, I'm done. I am, I am a husk. I, I need, I need to be alone by myself, left alone to recharge and be able to do things again. I couldn't do anything. I was going to record this yesterday on Monday. I couldn't. I literally couldn't. I I had it all I I had the I had the mic 
plugged in, audacity up, ready to record. I'm like, I can't fucking do this right now. I, I, I do not have it in me. Um, so yeah, and, and people, people don't see that. I, I like at, and even in sm- at lower level stuff, like at, at a party or something, like I have to, I have to go to the bathroom for a while and, and just be alone because just being around a bunch of people consistently for a long time, like really like stresses me out. And, uh, and, and I don't even know if it's stressing me out, but like takes a lot out of me. Like the very base level thing is like extroverts get their energy from being around people. Introverts get their energy from being alone. And I, I very much do. And, um, so yeah, so as, as far as, uh, yeah, things I wish people knew about me is that, uh, real Scott is not performance Scott. I mean, performance Scott is a part of, is a part of real Scott. And it's like, it's a thing I do and it's mainly how I make my money and, uh, and I'm pretty good at it. But, uh, but if I had to do it all the time, I would actually die. Like not, (laughs) not exaggerating. Like I, I need to, I, I can do what I got to do, but then you, you have to leave me alone for a while. And it's not a, it's not an antisocial thing. I don't think it's just like, it's just what I need. And, uh, and I, I find performing like really exhausting and, um, and also shout out to Drew for his answer to this question, which one, I'm glad he said, and two makes me sad that it's the case, even though I assumed it was like, um, yeah, because because he basically said, you know, when uh, just like, basically people people favoring me on the podcast, like if if I'm the person who brought you here, great. I mean, I'm I'm happy you got here, but now that you're here, uh, there's there's two of us, and it's it's a two person show, and I I couldn't do it without drew i don't even think i'm necessarily better than drew on the show i think we're very 50 50 on the show like he he makes me laugh as much as i make him laugh and like he like his output on the show is every bit as good as mine so yeah like when drew says like hey like it'd be great if you followed me on this stuff and i also say it but then like people only follow me yeah and again like putting myself in the other person's position that sucks so like for real i'm th- this is a this is a this is a team show this isn't a scott show my stream with adam that's a scott show that's <laughs> i'm carrying the shit out of that so you know by all means but uh yeah this is this show is both of us and would not be what it is without both of us so uh what would warm my heart is if uh is if you gave drew every bit as much love as you gave me because he deserves it. Um, what's something you wish you could change about yourself? I guess I've kind of hit that before with the people pleasing and, uh, and then separately, I, I could be, I could be less fat. I think I wouldn't want to be skinny. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have a skinny vibe and tigers aren't skinny. Tiger tigers have some chunk to them, but, uh, yeah. 
Oh, and I guess uh, uh, completely changing my uh, physical appearance into an anthropomorphic tiger would be the uh, correct answer to that question. Uh, what made you laugh the hardest in your life? Um, we've had a couple good ones on the pod, which I think is a separate question that we'll get to. Um, the one that sticks with me is uh, driving to Seattle in 2003 for WrestleMania 19. It was me, Daniel Maccabe, um, and also uh, former VCW wrestler Lenny D and his girlfriend at the time, Andrea. And I don't know who put it on, but uh, it was from <laughs> Hulk Hogan's music album. <laughs> uh, the title of the song being Hulkster in Heaven. With the premise of the song is a song he is singing to a sick boy who used to come to shows in England um, and sat in the front row, uh, but then wasn't there anymore because he died. Uh, but the fun thing is that the kid's not real. It's not based on anything. <laughs> and just the the gravity and earnestness of the song when you think about one who's singing it, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and just the fact it's a totally made up story. Um, we were dying collectively. And like, I, I was laughing so hard. I almost crashed the car. It was, uh, it's so good. If you, yeah, do yourself a favor, uh, go listen to Hulkster in heaven, uh, by Hulk Hogan. And, uh, and hopefully you'll see what I mean. Uh, what's something you really like about yourself? Um, I think I'm pretty funny. I think I can bring the chuckles when, uh, when the opportunity uh, calls for it. And hopefully it's uh, just genuinely being funny and not just uh, using humor as a defense mechanism because I'm scared. Uh, and uh, from the, sh from the shoulders up, I think I'm fairly cute. <laughs> um, of the five love languages, quality time, gifts, words of praise, acts of service, physical affection, which do you use to express toward others? And which do you like to receive most? Um, expressing towards others, um, some combination of like quality time, acts of service, physical affection, um, as far as liking to receive the most be current, very, very much currently it would have to be gifts, uh, because, uh, because gifts sometimes, uh, include money and I need money. If I, uh, if I was in a better situation financially, it'd probably be different. Uh, wouldn't be words of praise. I don't, I don't need that. Um, quality time, quality time, physical affection, I guess. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's be clear. Currently gifts. What's your go-to order at a coffee shop? Iced latte, little bit of simple syrup. Also a good, uh, a good, good coffee shop test to test if a coffee shop is a good coffee shop. Do they have simple syrup on hand? Ideally homemade and not uh, pre-bottled because I like a little sweet in my coffee. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite fast food place? I mean, as Drew said, Chick-fil-A is kind of tough to beat, <laughs> but if I had to go something else and they're not really fast food prices, but it is a fast food style place. Uh, five Guys. Uh, five Guys is the best 
fast food style burger, hands down. And I will absolutely fight you on that. Uh, do you have any family holiday traditions? Uh, yeah, like we, uh, well, pre, pre-COVID, we would do a Christmas Eve dinner at my uncle's, my mom's brother's, and, uh, and then Christmas uh, at my parents'. And, uh, and then when people would, and then since COVID, I think we've just been skipping Christmas Eve and, uh, yeah, de- yeah, definitely started in 2020. So this is a newer tradition. Uh, and my, my dad offered to cook, uh, Christmas Eve, uh, dinner, uh, in 2020 and, uh, which has stuck through, uh, at least the next two years, um, which consisted of uh craft dinner, which is craft macaroni and cheese in Canada, uh, with of course cut up hot dogs in it, which he affectionately has uh titled uh cheesy weenies. <laughs> uh so that's been Christmas Eve for the last uh three years. It was uh, significantly fancier <laughs> pre COVID, but uh but here we are. Christmas itself is is usually fancier. My uh my mom has often done a uh beef wellington in recent years or like a a stuffed turkey breast or a spatchcocked turkey uh but yeah always good stuff on christmas and then the the best tradition uh for christmas and any holiday where other family members come over to my parents to eat is uh once they leave and it's just me my sister and my parents we convene in the uh living room for uh what we call a debrief, but uh, in practice is uh, talking shit about all the people who were just there. So that's definitely my favorite uh, holiday tradition. Also, my uh, my sister and mom are uh, are like uh, Christmas freaks, <laughs> and uh, for well, at least ten years, if not more. Yeah, fifteen at least. Uh, they start in November, creating this like insane christmas village display in uh in that same living room in fact which has expanded to like a good chunk of the room like you buy those like uh houses from i, I don't even know where like garden stores have them and more than like they pop up seasonally i guess but you know there's like there's the lighthouse there's the barn there's the uh thai massage parlor and you know they have probably 50 conservatively of these uh of these fucking things for their village and then all the you know the fake snow and the trees and the and it's a whole thing and uh yeah so they uh they like their christmas um where i should have double spaced this uh what's a guilty pleasure of yours furry porn uh white milk or dark chocolate uh milk Milk is, if I had to eat one of the three right now, it would be milk chocolate. I will say white is the most, uh, diverse and, uh, you can do, you can do the most of it and it combines it, you know, it, I don't, I don't really like milk or dark chocolate with a lot of fruits, but white works much better with them. So yeah, white, uh, you can, uh, you can do more stuff with, but if I'm just eating chocolate milk, please, uh, what advice would you give to an indie wrestler rookie? Uh, tricky question. Like, uh, like Drew said, um, I think one, the main thing, but it comes with a caveat is, um, like 
shut up. You don't know as much as you think you do. But I don't want that just to come off like I am a grumpy veteran. I know everything. Listen to me. Because that's not necessarily the case. Because there's a lot of grumpy veterans out there who are veterans in terms of time, but not experience. There's like there's a lot of guys who've been doing it a while who still don't know shit. So I actually I'd say the best advice is figure out the best people to get advice from. I think that's that in itself is very good advice. Don't don't see everyone's advice as the same. Figure out the guys who have actually done shit, who actually know shit, who have actually and who are nice, honestly. Um Take from them and, you know, find someone that you're like, oh, I wouldn't mind being more like this and and get their advice and also and also be flexible. If you, you know, kind of like hitch your wagon to someone and then as time goes on, you're like, ah, they're not as cool as I thought. They're kind of a jerk. Maybe they're they've been pumping themselves up a lot more than uh, about their experience than they have actually done. Then, uh, then don't be afraid to ditch him and, uh, and look elsewhere. Uh, a trivial genie grants you three trivial wishes. These wish these wishes can not cure illnesses, stop war, bring people back to life, etc. What do you wish for? Uh, that's fine. I wouldn't want to do any of those things anyway. Um, I mean, if all of the things that Drew said are on the table, then, uh, then very much those things like me transformation to anthropomorphic tiger drew transformation to anthropomorphic snow leopard uh and for drew to never experience happiness again <laughs> if it's more trivial than that um because uh, maybe it's trivial to you but those are the most important things in the world to me so it's not trivial to me um, would, uh, just to be, uh, better at Trivial Pursuit, although I'm already pretty fucking good at it, if we're being honest. Uh, is there an actor or actress who will put you in the theater opening night, no matter what the movie is, who is it? Um, there's definitely some that I will go out of my way for just based on them and not the movie. Uh, I'm with Drew on Kate Blanchett. Um, I would throw Tilda Swinton in the mix as well. Um, what guys? I, I love that Drew's two guys were just the guys from Banshees of Sharon. Um, both of them are great. I mean, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson can't go wrong. Uh, Sam Rockwell would, uh, would maybe put my butt in a seat. Um, Jeff Goldblum, Bill Murray. Yeah. Some of that. Let's just say the the cast of The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. <laughs> um, what's a fashion or style you wish would make a comeback? A chunky 1990s suits. Uh, you've been forced to play Dungeons and Dragons. Which class would you choose to play? Alchemist, Bard, Barbarian, Cleric, Druid, Fighter, Monk, Paladin, Ranger, Rogue, or Wizard. Conveniently arranged in alphabetical order. I believe Drew chose to uh, have sex instead, which is not a bad pick. Uh, if I uh, gun to my head, if we're bringing guns back into the mix, uh, Wizard. 
I suppose, because that seems like the most likely to be able to turn themselves and other people into things. But in general, as it applies to this, I will uh, quote the, uh, the uh, 21st century philosopher uh, Nicholas Mullen and say, uh, I've gotten into a lot of gay bullshit in my life, but I've thankfully avoided going down the dark roads of anime and role-playing games. <laughs> Uh, who do you look up to and or aspire to be like? That is a hard question for me because I don't respect a lot of people. There's people I like, but I don't know if I look up to them or aspire to be like them. Um, I, I have a real anti-authority thing in my brain and... Uh, Ed, or, or I don't know, maybe just narcissism. Uh, let's not try to make it too complicated. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't actually have a good answer for that. Uh, what's your favorite joke? Um, when I read this, for whatever reason, the thing that came to mind was the, uh, the funniest joke in the world sketch from Monty Python, where during World War II, the, uh, the Allies uh, conceived of a joke so funny that it was killing the Axis, and then uh, then the Axis tried to uh, combat it with their own, and uh, they had Hitler... Why has Hitler come up so many times on this already? Uh, broadcasting uh, over the airwaves. Uh, two peanuts were walking down the street, and one was assaulted peanut. <laughs> fun um and and also like if i was to think of a stand-up joke it might literally be the uh the anthony jesledic uh cross to the head one that uh that drew quoted uh truth or dare if you choose truth pick again if you choose dare comply with a dare of your co-host. Well, we're not together, uh, but I dare Drew to finally suck a dick like a good DL bisexual. Uh, how do you like to stay in shape? Uh, I, when motivated, I walk about 10K most days, but there are times, whether personal or outside factor, that I am not motivated. For example, being sick or it raining or me being sore but otherwise i try to do that to both keep up a bit of cardio and to not get more fat which in my adult life i've done pretty good i was uh i was always a fat kid and uh and when i was you know in grade 11 12 whatever when i was done growing i was about uh six feet about 220 pounds and uh, I am still about 220 pounds. I have basically gained... Like, I have a bunch of clothes from high school, uh, which I should probably throw away, but uh, that would entail buying new clothes, and who's got the time? And uh, so, yeah, so it's it's been at least nice to not not gain a bunch of weight at any time in my life and just maintain the kind of fat I have always been and then watch other people from high school get fatter. Like, that's, that's fun for me. But... Uh, 
but yeah, and then besides the walking, sometimes you know what? Sometimes I'll even throw a little running into the walk if I'm feeling fancy, but not so much since I uh, fucked up my back. And uh, on the exercise front, well, I, now I do like a bunch of stretches and exercises for my back, so uh, so it doesn't uh, seize. And uh, as far as uh, muscles beyond the back. The the one thing I do actually is those uh, those armband things that uh, you yourself gave me, Eve. So uh, so thank you for those. I actually use those. Uh, what's something you wish you could do more often? Uh, probably eat a nice pussy sandwich, and that is one hour and fifty one, which I think is exactly one hour for your fifty questions. You're welcome. The glitch says, oh, the glitch. This is, I'm semi-convinced that the glitch has like a humiliation or being yelled at fetish. Because here's the question, and to expect to ask this question and not be yelled at is unfathomable. I'm going to read the question as written. Would you rather have unlimited bacon but no video games or games unlimited games but no games? Even if you replace the last word with bacon, which is probably what you meant to do, it's still horrifically worded. So I don't know if you meant to make a, a weird, like absurdist joke here, or if it's just one of like, if it's just a series of typos, I'm going to answer your question. Like maybe you meant it to be asked if you're just asking uh, bacon, but no games or games, but no bacon. Uh, bacon no games. I, I don't give a shit about video games. Oh no, I uh, the I can't do the thing I never do except when I'm watching someone else do it on Sundays streaming. Uh, I'd be okay. I'd make do, but uh, and I like bacon, so easy. Uh, to answer your question as written, would you rather have unlimited bacon but no video games or games on un games unlimited games but no games? Uh, I would take uh, I would take games unlimited games but no games. Idiot. Um, if you had to choose, what would your top five favorite films be? What about directors? Jesus. As Drew said, honestly, fuck you for asking that question. It's so hard. It's so hard. I, I'm i going to look up... Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to search a thing both in Telegram and... Uh, and Twitter, because because I've had uh, in, in the numerous uh, DMs I field per day, uh, I've definitely answered this question a lot, and I feel like I have a go-to group of movies. Um, so let's see what we have here. Uh, gimme, 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 gimme. Okay, so there's that one, and there's this one. How does this... Okay, that's a decent group. Um, so yeah, so the ones I tend to say the most are, um, are Magnolia, uh, by Paul Thomas Anderson, 1999, Taxi Driver, Scorsese, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, uh, 2004, Michel Gondry, 
uh annie hall woody allen can't go wrong uh young frankenstein uh mel brooks's best work i think uh honestly billy madison is one of my favorite movies of all time uh i don't care deal with it and uh and th- those would be uh pre pre 2010s and then you can very easily see my uh my favorite movies of the uh of the 2010s because we did a whole podcast season on that so if i can pull it up quick enough i'll tell you my top five of the 2010s themselves if i click on the worst year of our lives and then click on pictures nope it's just in the other stuff no it's in the worst year of our lives presents the best decade of our lives and then i go 2010s top 20 this is very exciting for both of us i think at least for me i actually don't care about you guys at this point it's just fun being a computer detective (laughs) uh my top five of the 2010s are uh 2015's anomalisa 2019's parasite 2014's uh, Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, 2016's The Handmaiden, and the aforementioned 2013's Her. So there you go. And what are my favorites of the 2020s, you say? The, uh... Hmm. Everything Ever All at Once, uh, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, and Banshees of Inisherin. Maybe my top three of this short decade so far. There, that's plenty. That's uh, that's more than you deserve. Oh, I got the fucking directors too. God damn you, um, the, the Andersons, Wes, Paul Thomas, Paul W S, of course, the best one. <coughs> uh, it's Korean guys, uh, Chan Wook Park, Bong Joon Ho, uh, Japanese guys, uh, Hirokazu Koreeda, uh, Takeshi Miike, uh, Inuritu. It's great. Um, I mean, Scorsese's an all-timer. Uh, Martin McDonough, I mean, hasn't made a lot of bad stuff. Uh, who uh, Denis Villeneuve, I don't think has had a miss. Uh, Noah Baumbach. Um, <coughs> oh, David Fincher, Drew mentioned. He's great. Um, older ones. Old Spielberg. Is great. Uh, new Spielberg can uh, fuck off, but uh, yeah, that's a decent amount. I'm gonna file that under uh, more than you deserve. Ragnarok nine 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 to quote Hitler uh, says, uh, "Are you gonna hire Tucker Carlson for the podcast now that Fox News has fired him? I mean, if not now, when? the The, the timing is perfect. I'm sure he's got a lot to say, and I would uh, love to hear it and uh, encourage him." Uh, when are both of you going to come out as Homo Sapiens? Uh, so uh, there's a guy in WWE who's a seven foot three Nigerian guy named Omos, and apparently his fans, uh, much like uh, much like Taylor Swift's Swifties, are called uh, Homo Sapiens or uh, or uh, Slipknot's uh, maggots with an M. Uh, yeah, that was news to me because I don't watch enough WWE to know that. And Ragnarok, if you're also the person who on stream was saying, uh, when are you going to come out as Scoot Sapiens? And uh, and then taking umbrage at me asking, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, 
Homo sapiens is a pun. It makes sense. I don't care for it, but I understand it. You can't just say scoot sapiens and expect me to have the slightest clue what you're talking about. So if you're that person, shame on you. If you're not, um, there's probably still something you should be ashamed about. So just go through uh, your Rolodex of shame and see what uh, comes up. Uh, Limp Biscuit Dreamcast says, as a fan of big cats, same here, they kick ass. Scott, why tiger? Drew, why snow leopard? Um, so yeah, so I've, I've said stuff on this before. So the, the additional information I'll give now, uh, more on Drew than me, actually, because... Again, me, it's just, uh, I mean, they're, they're objectively awesome, but it's also just like what, again, I, I, I'm doing so much body language. <laughs> I'm, I'm Italian mothering right now, but it's just what I know I am. It, in the same way, you know, you're not a horse, unless you're a horse, in which case I'm so sorry. But in, in, in the same way, you know that, and it, it, you just know it. I, or you know, or or the same way, I, I, some of you know what gender you are. <laughs> I know this, right? And then, uh, and then Drew for why Snow Leopard, um, and he said in in his half the um, his his first choice was kind of Tiger, which which is not a thing I knew until uh, until we had seen. I think at the 20, I guess the 2021 Vancouver Film Festival, we saw the documentary uh, Maya on the uh, most gorgeous tiger of all time, who, uh, if you don't believe us, ask the man who married her. <laughs> um, when we were walking uh, back to my car, said, uh, he like, he like dropped that information on me. I, I didn't know it. He's like, you know, um, I, I would have been a tiger, but you already were. I'm like, oh, what? That's like, it's incredibly sweet, <laughs> but, but I, I, I like that he landed on snow leopard. I mean, snow leopards are also awesome. They're also, uh, I believe we'll be ranking cats later. Uh, don't worry. They do well. And, and even though at the, at the point of choosing, cause it was more of a choice for drew than it was for me, uh, animal wise. Even if maybe it uh, in a vacuum it would have been Tiger then, I like to think for him, and hopefully it's the case, that since he has been a snow leopard, it's like, you know, the, the, the roots have extended deeper and become more ingrained that that snow leopard is, is right for him and, and now is the number one thing. Which, uh, which actually also reminds me of, um, uh, when we were in Vegas, um, at the, uh, at the secret, uh, at the secret kitty cat bar, uh, shout out to the, uh, here kitty kitty vice den in, uh, resorts world, uh, Adam's, uh, cat BF as he's known, um, also said that tigers are his favorite big cat and he would have been a tiger but, and this is like one of the most adorable things I've ever heard, he didn't think he was big enough, like as a person, to be a tiger, so he went uh, panther. I'm like, that's, one, that's adorable. Two, more people should do that fursana-wise. Like, you don't, you don't just get to fucking blue sky it. Like, to quote the, uh, the, 
uh, BC Lottery's motto, uh, know your limit, play within it. Like not everyone gets to be everything. Look at yourself, see what you are. What, what can you pull off? And, you know, have some self-awareness. And I, re I respect that so much. So shout out to CatBF for, uh, for being the right kind of cat, but also knowing that tigers are number one. <laughs> uh, Czar Nirankar, which is a name I've read a number of times, but never out loud. So I hope I did okay. Uh, what's it like to be better than Ben and Billy when it comes to responding to comments on their YouTube channel? I mean... We're some of the best, so uh goes without saying. And uh and I actually hung out with Ben this weekend and I, I asked him that and he said, Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh Bennett Solomon says two things. Firstly, one, I'm about to graduate college. Any advice on job hunting? Bennett, I think you've already found your full time job as uh the worst year of our lives official animator. Was is that not the uh is that not the plan? Uh please Please do more. They're the best. Um, we could even probably pay you a little for it, but uh, really not much because uh, neither of us are good for uh, good for money. So uh, maybe just keep doing it when you can and I guess get a fucking real job somewhere. Uh, Drew gave some actual good advice. Um, unless it's a very technical specific job, uh, job interviews, they're hiring based on you and not as much on your qualifications. So, uh, so be good in the interview, be, uh, just pre, if you're not already, <laughs> if you are great, you're ahead of the game, but if you're not already present yourself as someone that people would want to work with, that is the number one thing. So do that. And then your second question was like a six page math question and fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I probably would have been able to do it at some point, but um, but those days have passed. Uh, UV says, uh, these ones are just for me. Uh, why haven't you been on Sardonicast yet? Because I haven't been asked, and uh, I'm not going to ask, because I, uh, I don't think I should have to. Uh, if, you were, if you were to be a guest on Sardonicast, what movie would you recommend for the episode? Uh, maybe I'd recommend 2008's The Wrestler. Oh, wait, they already did that without me. They did the movie The Wrestler, and Adam knows someone who is a wrestler who I'm sure he knows would be happy to be on his uh, much larger podcast than mine. Uh, but uh, I guess my invitation got lost in the mail. Uh, I'd probably do Roar, because that, uh, that's a movie that needs to be talked about. Uh, if I ever get asked, I mean, look, I could ask him tomorrow and he'd say yes. Okay. But, uh, at this point, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing it as a social experiment to see if he'll ever actually take the initiative to ask me or what, but, uh, eh, we'll see. Uh, what are some good Japanese wrestling videos? Any faves slash really good ones? I guess this falls under the best wrestling matches question umbrella. Uh, so yeah, so the stuff I've already mentioned, uh, in that early question about stuff for a, uh, non-wrestling fan, and then just in terms overall, uh, Drew and I did our top three of the 2010s, at least, so I can tell you those. Uh, number three, Kazuchika Okada against Katsuyori Shibata. New Japan Pro Wrestling, April, I want to say 9th? 
2017. Somewhere in there. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kota Ibushi. Uh, uh, These are, P.S., these are all uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, because they were pretty untouchable in the 2010s in terms of the uh, kind of elite high-end matches. Uh, Nakamura versus Ibushi, January 4th, 2015. And uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega, uh, January 4th, 2017. Uh, yes, two of my favorites of the decade took place uh, three months apart. Uh, so those are all good. Um, any high-end uh, Tomohiro Ishii matches? Uh, he's my favorite wrestler, uh, which is probably an answer to a later question. Um, other ones? I, I, I feel like I should more say uh, wrestlers to look for and then just find their kind of high-end singles matches. Also, uh, uh, cagematch.net is your friend. Uh you can just search a wrestler there, uh, click there. Uh, there's a little uh, icon there for match guide, and then just sort by ranking, and and there's their highest rated matches right there. Um, so in uh, in all Japan pro wrestling, you're gonna want to look for uh, Kento Miyahara, and uh, yeah, New Japan I mentioned uh, in Noah, you're gonna want to look for uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima. Uh, K.O. Kiyomiya, Keno, K-E-N-O-H, um, yeah, and, uh, oh, and then Dragon Gate's a really good promotion, and it's not so much about the individuals as about the group, so just any, any high-end Dragon Gate matches often, they do lots more, uh, they certainly do big singles matches, and there have been some, some good ones, um, but they do lots more uh, multi-person ones because they're a little more uh, Mexican Lucha Libre inspired than uh, than other Japanese promotions. So, yeah, I feel like that that should be enough to go on, right? Let's not get uh, get too crazy here. How did Drew and I become friends? Uh, we met on uh, Halloween 2004 uh, when he uh, some of a couple of Drew's friends from. Coquitlam, the same city as him, uh, were already doing stuff with us and our little promotion, VCW. <clears throat> and then uh, Drew came, and at the time we were running, uh, uh, we had had a professional, an actual professional ring for a while, but we're currently outdoors at uh, some guy's house in his backyard. And uh, yeah, and Drew came on the Halloween show, which was a deathmatch tournament. So I uh, had the added bonus of trying to avoid uh, broken fluorescent light tubes. And uh, I guess didn't hate it because he uh, kept coming pretty regularly. And uh, yeah, I think Drew had the our time frame about right. Um, we like we were friendly from uh, from the start. Uh, but yeah, if we yeah, if we met Halloween 2004, like we probably started like maybe like some extracurricular hangout. This sounds like having sex, but I promise for the most part it's not. Um, yeah, maybe in two thousand six, like actually doing out of wrestling show stuff, and then yeah, by like yeah, probably two thousand seven, we were like good friends and uh, and stayed that way, and perhaps even got stronger to the point of being a uh, a pair of non-penetrative bottom heterosexual life partners which what more can you ask for
Um, if being a wrestler didn't work out, what would be your backup career path? Um, probably some like gay shit in the sciences, I guess. That's what my educational background is in, but that doesn't seem fun. Um, or I, <clears throat> I mean, wh what I was doing up to the late 2010s, well, I was in the cell phone industry. I started as like a, just like a B2B account manager. And then, uh, then just, yeah, was doing sort of solely corporate stuff. Uh, half of which I liked, half of which I didn't. I, I, I actually enjoyed the actual <clears throat> existing account management stuff and hated the sales. Uh, but as time went on, it became more and more about sales and I'm like, this sucks. And I quit. And then they hired me, uh, hired me back two weeks later as a project manager, which I actually liked a lot. Um, but then just sort of the business for it dried up and there wasn't enough, uh, work for me. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm, uh, I guess I'm a wrestler, podcaster, streamer, uh, YouTuber now. So, and, uh, and here we, here we find ourselves. Um, <clears throat> again, I should have double spaced these. Uh, what are some of your all time favorite TF scenes in media? That's a good question. Uh, the problem with one being a TF fan and two being a cat means we're almost never satisfied with anything. There's much more just like independent just furry arc that is better than most anything i've seen in media um <clears throat> unfortunately most of uh the stuff in media is uh is spent on is well is controlled by big dog so it's gonna be mostly werewolf transformations i mean the the classic and kind of standard bearer is an American werewolf in London. Like they spend time on it and it's good and it's practical effects. And yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. The way to go. Is that, is that a John Landis? I think it's a John Landis. Shout out to his son, Max bought me pizza once and never did anything wrong besides that. Quick sip of pitch black. Um, what else is good? Um, I think there's actually some good, uh, werewolfy ones in the, in the TV show being human. I think I've seen some good ones there. Um, what else? The, uh, the cat one in the, uh, in the cat returns is, uh, is cute. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a bunch, but, uh, head to, uh, what is the site? Is it TF dimension? Let me see here. TF Dimension. Yes, tfdimension.com, and it's got every TF scene you'll ever fucking need. So, and which is which is nice on two fronts. One, that it's there and I can go to it when I need it. Two, that it exists, because that means someone besides me is as or more obsessed with TF than me, which makes me feel better and like a little less of a freak. <laughs> So, uh, so that's nice. And, uh, was there something else I was thinking of there? Uh, oh, the, well, just the, um, <clears throat> the other side of the coin, which is worst TF scenes, which, uh, again, kind of recency bias, but, uh, Wonder Woman 1984, where I knew that Kristen Wiig 
started as Kristen Wiig and ended up as a cat, just in a, in a very general sense, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie. And I watched the movie, and I sat through two hours and 15 minutes of absolute bullshit. And then Kristen Wiig leaves. Kristen Wiig returns as a fucking bullshit cheetah. Just obviously they went to the uh the cats 2019 school of uh making cats <laughs> and uh there's even though it's like a it, i i'm honestly it's a real i'm i'm not even mad i'm i'm actually impressed uh how they took a central plot point and didn't show it of Kristen wig turning into cheetah it's I, I, and a lot of it comes down to uh, animators and CG people being lazy because TFs are very hard to make look good. And and even post TF, they hate animating tails because they're so busy and you do, and and it, and you're you're doing it from scratch because you don't have existing arms and legs. You have you're you're creating a whole new limb that has to look natural. So they try to avoid it at all costs because they're lazy and cowards. Uh, see. Uh, uh, what's the example? For, oh, uh, Sp- uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, the newest one with, uh, with all three guys, spoiler, uh, where they just put Lizard in a van for a while so they don't have to show him. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's infuriating. It's, uh, it's, it's a difficult life being, being a TF fan, but, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, those are Drew questions. And then for both, what are your favorite restaurant experiences? Drew mentioned Anton's uh, local Italian place, which in terms of quality plus quantity is, I agree, very tough to beat. Um, Restaurant experiences, I mean, like a nice, cool, dimly lit old school steakhouse. Love it. I love a Morton's. I love a, there's one in Vancouver called Highs, H-Y apostrophe S, uh, which is that style. Um, the Golden Steer in Las Vegas, because uh, there's all these, you know, there's a million good steakhouses in uh, in Vegas, and I've been lucky to have gone to a couple. But like the Golden Steer is just in this like piece of shit strip mall off the Vegas Strip uh, with this gaudy yellow awning, and then you go inside, and you're just like hanging out with the Rat Pack in beautiful red leather booths. It's so cool inside. Uh, so shit like that, I love. Um, I like a... Uh, I like cool little hole-in-the-wall places. Um, I, I, you know, a- atmosphere is cool. I will always take a food quality over atmosphere, though. Um, so yeah, so those come to mind. Uh, what are your favorite albums? Let me go to my iTunes here and let's see what my favorite albums are. Just uh I and also I'm the very same as Drew. I I don't listen to albums really at all. Just uh just single songs on uh on a mix. But uh but yeah, and I I just and I just uh I keep I keep what I've had forever. I've got playlists going back to the year 2000. And, um, which is crazy because I was only born in 2005. Um, (laughs) um, yeah. So I, I, and then I just add, add to it as time goes on. So, uh, so let's see what the, 
what albums I have a lot of single songs from in uh, in my playlists. Uh, Andrew WK, I Get Wet, that whole album fucking rocks. Uh, Aquarium by Aqua, hell yes. Uh, what else we got? That's some um, gay boy band shit. I can get back to that later. Uh, Capital Punishment by Big Punisher. Hell yes. Uh, I'm sure there's a favorite musical artist questions later. Um, at which point I will mention, uh, Notorious B.I.G. Uh, and then also Big Punisher. And I won't say that Big Punisher is overall a better rapper than Notorious B.I.G. Because Notorious B.I.G. might be the best of all time. But in terms of a fat guy who is awesome, Big Punisher might be an even more awesome fat guy than Notorious B.I.G. First of all, he died from being fat and not getting shot. So that's that's one for Big Pun. And two, like, he's he takes advantage of his... Of all of his organs being bigger than the average person, including his lungs, where he will bust out like 40 bars <laughs> before he has to take a breath. He's unbelievable. I love him. Uh, who else we got? A surprising amount of uh, Enema of the State by Blink-182. Uh, a bit of Bonnie Vare. A, a bit of <laughs> a bit of Bonnie Vare, Bonnie Vare by Bonnie Vare. <laughs> Uh, I hated myself as much for that as you did, so don't worry. Uh, what else is what else is hot? Uh, Chance the Rapper, uh, Coloring Book is fantastic. Bunch of amazing tracks on that. Maybe one of my favorite albums of the 2010s for show. Uh, Childish Gambino is an answer to a later question, which is, who are your favorite musical artists? Uh, there's no album, per se, that I have a lot from, but I've got stuff of his from, like, seven different albums that I'm looking at, and he is absolutely one of my uh, favorite rappers, uh, which is my favorite genre also, which I think comes up later. Uh, there's some Coheed and Cambria, uh, both, uh, let's just call them three and four, the albums, because uh, the actual uh, titles are much longer. Uh, what else are we hitting here? Uh, Death Cab for Cutie, uh, Plans, and Transatlanticism, uh, which also makes me think of uh, the Postal Service Give Up, which uh, could be my favorite album ever, honestly. Uh, and I do believe they're doing a... Uh, I, I guess it's the 20th anniversary of both uh, Death Cab for Cutie playing Plans and the Postal Service, which is also Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie, uh, playing Give Up, both albums in full at a show in Seattle in October that I should maybe try to go to because that would be kind of sick. Uh, what else? Death Grips, The Money Store, Hell Yes. Um... What else you got for me? Oh, damn. I might individually have almost every track on this album on various playlists on this uh, Fire by Electric Six. That is truly banger after banger. Uh, the Marshall Mathers LP by Eminem. Uh, Fall Out Boy from Under the Cork Tree and Take This to Your Grave. If I had to pick one, I'd say Take This to Your Grave. Earlier stuff is the best stuff. Uh, that is a shocking number of tracks from uh, What It Is to Burn by Finch. I was obviously having an interesting 2002. 
Um, what else are we hitting here? Get it together. Some handsome boy modeling school. White people. That's a good. That's a fun album. Uh, hmm. A lot of uh, a lot of imaging heap. Uh, speak for yourself. Damn, those are all good songs. You know what? Go go check that out. Uh, who else? We're getting there. We're already at the J's, guys. Uh, Jonesy Go, which of course uh, Jonesy's the lead singer from uh, Sigur Rose, I believe it's uh, pronounced. Um, do I have? Again, they. I don't. I probably don't have a ton from any one album by them, but lots from different albums. Uh, looks like Tack is their best album. So uh, so check that out. Um, fair bit from Kendrick Lamar here. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City, To Pimp a Butterfly. Um, Kanye West, uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is probably my favorite album by him, uh, but not my favorite thing he's ever done. <laughs> uh, what else do I see a lot of? Uh, you know what? Limp Biscuit, Chocolate Starfish, and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. It's a good fucking album. I'm sure uh, user Limp Biscuit Dreamcast is with me on that one. Um, who else we got? Um, wait for it. Ooh, My Chemical Romance, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. That's a good one. <laughs> a few, a few off a of country grammar by Nelly. Good for me. Uh, there's, there's your Notorious B.I.G., lots of, uh, Life After Death and Ready to Die. Morbid guy. It's a shame he died. I guess he was right. Uh, Outcast, fair bit there. Lots of, uh, the, there, obviously their double album, Speaker Box, The Love Below. Lots of cool stuff on that. Uh, Panic at the Disco, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Good. Passion Pit. I'm glad I'm scrolling through this because uh, that's one of my answers for favorite musical artists. Uh, Love Passion Pit. Uh, Manners, great album. Gossamer, great album. Chunk of Change EP, good EP. <laughs> um, onto the P's, there's your Postal Service Give Up, almost the entire album in singles. Uh, Prince, Purple Rain. Um, some Radiohead, some The Bends. Some Kid A. Uh, Real Big Fish. Why do they rock so hard? Good question. And good album. Uh, Run the Jewels. I got stuff from all of their albums because they're all good. Again, one of my, definitely one of my current favorite uh, acts. And uh, me and Drew's current entrance music would not exist without Run the Jewels. Uh, Affirmation by Savage Garden. Now we're talking. Now we're getting into the real shit. Say anything. You got three strong ones there. Baseball is a real boy and the Menorah Majora EP. We got there's your there's your Ciros. Uh Sky. I don't know if non-Canadians would know Sky. I don't know if Canadians would know Sky. But uh, Piece of Paradise by Sky, 1998, is the last album I have paid for. And unless something crazy happens, uh, will be forever. It's so good. Check it out. Um, bah, bah, bah. S uh, Sophie, all caps. 
also dead. Very sad. Uh, her, I guess her last studio album, anyway, I guess there'll probably be some posthumous stuff. But uh, Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides is such a fucking good album. I think like that and Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book are my two favorite albums of the 2010s. Uh, original pirate material by the streets is cool. Uh, Come on, feel the Illinois by uh, Sufi and Stevens. Lots of good stuff there. Uh, I got a lot of system of down. It appears uh, both from mesmerize and toxicity. Uh, what else we got? The Team America World Police soundtrack. Uh, the self-titled Tenacious D. Uh, what else we got? I got some Tiger Army there, who I'm not sure if I actually like, or just because that's their name. And we're almost at the end, folks, of albums I have a lot of. I've got some, not that I'm particularly into them anymore, but like Weezer, the Blue Album. Nothing wrong with that. That ain't hurting nobody. Um, I got a few by the 1975, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. So there you go. And that's, uh, that's a lot of it. So, uh, that's again, more than you deserved. Greedy. Have we said what greedy piggies you are? Uh, any drama slash weird encounters that both of you are willing to share? Um, I th we sort of already hit this with like wrestling fans and stuff. Um, luckily no like massive drama. The only, I guess the massive dramas have both been with our wrestling promotions, which was, Three, two, one, which uh, simultaneously shut down for COVID. But if there hadn't been COVID, also probably would have shut down over a completely fabricated uh, rape accusation. And then uh, just this past show, uh, SOS Wrestling, which is the uh, spiritual successor to Three, two, one, uh, the uh, the co-owner, uh, very not uh, in a very not fake way, uh, was definitely trying to uh, fuck a minor. Uh, and also had no game at it, which is uh, honestly the bigger crime. <laughs> like this dude <laughs> just uh, like, what's, <laughs> what's worse being a pedophile or having no riz <laughs> you decide. Um, but yeah, so that was obviously a lot of drama. The, uh, as was actually said out loud by Ethan HD, uh, the mood at the, uh, at the pre-show for the last SOS show was like a funeral. Um, uh, and, uh, and the, the news I have on that is they're taking the, uh, the May show off to get the guy's name off of all the business licenses and stuff. And they're back for the June show, which I really, really hope is the case because I can't lose three, two, one and SOS. It's not fair. <laughs> um, if both of you got paid by Manscaped $100 billion because of the pay delays. What would both of you do with it? I mean, I think we hit it. You you get the surgery. You get the best suit that money could buy. Maybe even buy... And here's here's some topical references for you. Maybe even buy the person who made Jared Leto's cat suit for the Met Gala. Which, maybe it's... It might be Zeppet who did the, uh, like, the, the 6 million yen uh, suits that we've uh, referenced numerous times. Um... Yeah, you get you get the surgery, you get the suit, you get Little St. James. Those are the three. Because you you wear you wear the suit. And then people say, damn, 
that's a cool ass suit but i bet you're still a nerd inside and then boom pop that suit off you're even cooler looking under the suit than in the suit and then you jet off to a pedophile island that you bought i mean does it get better than that no it doesn't that's uh, that's what you do and a hundred billion dollars i mean we'd we'd have more than 99 billion dollars left i don't know how much you know let's let's be let's blue sky it here and say the surgery is a billion yeah so we still got yeah 98 billion and change great i'd uh i'd give it to uh elon musk and tell him to make good use of it because uh he's the he's the richest guy in the world so which which means he's the smartest and coolest guy in the world too i believe are you listening elon give me some money um what do we got if both of you uh if both of you get to choose who your next sponsor of the pod will be what brand would you choose Ooh, fun um i think bad dragon would be the funniest i mean we wouldn't uh we wouldn't use their product as much as we use manscaped but uh i th- it would be very funny to just be like just give our friends free uh animal dildos that we've gotten from our sponsorship <laughs> um more practically what did uh what did drew say on this steak and blue chew i mean those are both good i would i feel like drew called blue chew something other than what it is and it was funny but i don't remember but uh either of those would be fine i like beef and uh boner pills i've never actually taken a boner pill i've been given boner pills uh, by a friend of the show, Kevin, who has probably at one time or another given me most types of drugs, but they're like, you know, they're like weird Russian knockoffs, and I don't know if I want to put it in my body, but and also my dick works, so so great. <laughs> um, but I would, yeah, it'd, it'd be sick to get sponsored by like an amazing uh, furry artist who, for whatever reason, wanted additional advertisement on the pod although the good ones we really don't need to advertise anywhere they're busy enough they, they have a commission queue two years long and make a half a million dollars a year but uh if they wanted to advertise and then also give us money or free art then uh who's gonna be mad at that not us i'll tell you what uh what are some of your worst pants shitting stories um i'm not much of a pant shitter they would all be um th- the the last for reals one i can remember i was quite young i was uh sleeping at my grandparents house for whatever reason and uh and shit my pajamas and uh threw them away in the morning (laughs) in the outside garbage can um and then at a a close call uh what I, i was still fairly i was probably 12 ish uh I had, I had walked, I walked to my friend's house, I guess. And it was like a bit of a walk. It was probably like a 40, yeah, 45 minute walk. And, uh, then, uh, then yeah. And we like hung out or whatever. And then I walked home and probably 10, you know, close enough to halfway that it wasn't even worth going back. Realized I really had to shit. Um, and yeah, like sprinted home and, uh, like didn't make it in the house, had to shit in the backyard. Uh, that was, uh, very stressful. (laughs) Uh, Tulika, who thought it was okay to ask, uh, 20 questions. 
Uh, <laughs> I am so passionate about listening to your back catalog that I organized your episodes in different playlists corresponding to different categories. You can see them in my profile and bully me if I did a bad job, which I did a little bit, but overall, good job. Anyway, here's the hard-hitting questions. Is Drew single? Yes, albeit fairly recently. Two, is Scott asexual? Not all the way, but I'm also not going out of my way for it. Drew answered actually pretty good for me. I, I think there's a term. Let, uh, let me see if... Does gray sexual mean what I think it means? Uh, as the name implies, gray sexuality is somewhere is somewhat hard to define, a sexual gray area. The term is intentionally vague to accommodate the people who might fall somewhere between asexual and sexual. They might experience sexual attraction once in a while, but largely don't. I'm sort of that. I mean, I experience sexual attraction for sure. I think it's just that there aren't enough furries in the world. I think it's more that. Uh, what is the worst thing about having a cat as a pet? Nothing. What <laughs> what console would you recommend to get as my first one? I would recommend going the Scott route. Here is the here is the correct order and also only three you need. Dreamcast, Sega Dreamcast, Sony PlayStation 2, Nintendo 64. The end. Your work is done. You're welcome. Uh, said in the Don Draper voice, why would you choose to be a furry? If you had a choice between fucking a man and fucking a dog, why would you? <laughs> I some of that was ad libbed. The uh, why would you choose to be a furry is the uh, is the actual question. Um, I I don't find it to be a choice. I find it to be the same as uh, it not being a choice to be straight or gay or whatever. Like, that's that's what I'm into, and you got to deal with it, pal. <laughs> uh, how do you manage to maintain such high energy levels at your age? I think Drew, Drew answered this one very well. Uh, we're both good enough at self-care that uh, I think we're both kind of young for our age. We're both certainly mentally young for our age. That, uh, that's for damn sure. But uh, yeah, we're pretty good for, uh, for energy, I guess, certainly for our age. I, I think Drew's the same as me uh, in that we can, both, we can both perform as well and at high enough an energy level for as long as we need to. And then, uh, and then if he's anything like me, he needs to uh, go home and cry afterwards. Also, caffeine. Uh, the wor uh, Sorry, the uh, who's your favorite 20th century philosopher? Uh, Bukowski, because he hates women. <laughs> uh, the worst cocktail you've ever had. I mean, just anything with uh, flavors I don't like. You know, I'm, I'm not a coconut guy, so that uh, eliminates uh, a chunk of stuff. Um and I've never had it, but uh, it's a Chicago thing. It's not a cocktail. It's just like one liquor. Uh, Malort is apparently disgusting. I've never tried it. Maybe I will one day. Who's to say? Uh, how did you meet Adam from YMS? Uh, I met him at uh, Rainforest uh, 2012, the, uh, the, the, now can the now famously canceled <laughs> furry convention in Seattle. I had, uh, I had been... Here, here's a little more uh, Scoot furry lore. I had been a furry forever in the uh, in the early, very early 2000s. Um, 
actually, probably before I even knew the word furry, the only word I was coming across online was uh, were, W-E-R-E, as in werewolf, but were other things also. Um, and there were, uh, I think the site was werelist.com. I'm going to see if it still exists. Now, this is a fun game for me. Werelist.net. Do you exist? Uh, yes. Okay, sick. <laughs> Ethereum throw up community resource. Love it. Um, I think it was through there. Uh, there were like, a, uh, and they would list local meetups for, uh, for various cities. And there were some in Vancouver. So I, I went to some of those in like, yeah, like, oh, oh, one, maybe. Um, probably, yeah, probably right after I, oh no, I guess I got a car in 2000, but early into having a car. Um, yeah, and that, and then, um, then that, that kind of fell off and then I just didn't do anything with other furries for years and really until, um, like 2012 when, uh, one of Drew found out one of his uh, co-workers at the grocery store I worked at at the time was a furry. And then I made friends with him. And then then he introduced me to like a bunch more people, uh, including Adam at, uh, yeah, at that convention in uh, in Seattle. And, and a lot of uh, my other current friends too. So without, without Drew working with uh, Manny slash Senny, Doc's um, furry name, uh yeah i probably wouldn't have uh, a chunk of my current friends or and probably any of my current uh furry friends besides uh besides drew who i uh created <laughs> uh created is the wrong word poisoned infected infected is the word that's you know what we we found it we landed on it um presidential or parliamentary system of government well based on what i've seen of the United States, let's say not presidential. Uh, what are the geographical boundaries of Drew's fetish for exotic women? I don't know why he had such a hard time answering this. The answer is the continent of South America. Uh, what was the last good book you read? When did you read it? Uh, much like Drew, perhaps why we're friends, uh, we are not readers. But I do read nonfiction by comedians on the toilet. Uh, I, I'm on the toilet, not... The comedians. The last one I finished was uh, Born Standing Up by Steve Martin, which is a really good autobiography. And I'm currently rereading for the, I'm going to say legit at least the 10th time, uh, My Custom Van by uh, Michael Ian Black, which is just a, it's just a series of like short uh, comedic essays, but they're, uh, they're very good. Um, uh, also, uh, uh, Rob Delaney's books are good. Uh, what are your thoughts about cricket? Uh, the sport, not the insect. Um, incomprehensible. I, you, I, I don't know why it's, it's no more complicated than baseball, but you can explain the, the rules to me once a day and I it will never stick with me. I don't know why. Uh, perhaps cause, uh, it's lack of appeal to the whites. <laughs> what were you doing when nine 11 happened? I believe I was sleeping cause it happened. What? Like eight 30 AM Eastern. So five 30 AM Pacific. I, uh, I assume I 
heard about it from my parents before I left for what would be, uh, damn, like a one of the first days of uni- of first year university for me. Yeah, probably it's probably the second. Yeah, probably the second week of university. Uh, first class was physics class. Don't know why. I remember that it was a physics 101 or 102. Uh, and yeah, not a lot of, not a lot of physics talk that day. A lot of, uh, planes hitting buildings talk and no one really knowing if like we should do the university day as usual or if it should be canceled or what. So we, we just sort of landed in the middle of, uh, of going, of doing all the classes, but, uh, just talking about 9-11 in all of the classes. Uh, what are your thoughts on Pascal's wager? Uh, it's th- my understanding. It's basically it. Uh, it's a logical uh, pondering <laughs> where uh, it's logically better to believe in God than uh, not believe in God. Because if you believe in God and God is real, then huge win. If you believe it, uh, if you don't believe in God and God is real, huge loss. If you believe in God and God is not real, doesn't matter. If you don't believe in God and God is not real. It doesn't really matter, but you do get to say you were right. So the, the big, the, the net positive is believing in God, but like it wasn't a thing by Pascal to uh, Pedro Pascal. You were correct. Uh, to, uh, to convince people to become Christians or whatever. It's, it was just like, uh, sort of illustrating it through logic and how, and how, that's not really how you should do it. It's just an interesting way to look at it. Um, but yeah, logically, logically you should, uh, but also, and there's also the variables of like, but what if you truly don't and you're just kind of pretending you do, or can you convince yourself to, or whatever. But even though I know it's the, the bigger win is to believe in God, I can't pass up the not believing in God and being right. I mean, that that's the biggest win for me. I can deal with eternal damnation if I don't and, and God does exist, but, uh, but that the smugness and the, and the righteousness of, uh, of being right about atheism. I mean, you can't beat it. How do you deal with FOMO poorly? I always get real pissed off <laughs> when I miss a thing that I wanted to not miss. Uh, when did you get your first cell phone? 99 or 2000, probably 99. So grade 11, uh, for someone who was born in 1983 and not me who was born in 2005. Um, yeah, also, yeah, those, uh, those last two years of high school, the golden age of cheating on tests because teachers didn't know shit about text messaging yet. So just like, there was a lot of, a lot of under the desk action and, uh, not all of it was, uh, masturbating. Who's your favorite character from Sex and the City and why? Uh, uh, Samantha? Is she the whore? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know my uh, S and the C very well, unfortunately. Uh, what made you get into wrestling? Uh, I, I didn't specifically say, but I, it, it stands to reason uh, when I described what's the deal with wrestling earlier, that that is why I love it and that's why I wanted to do it i i watched it from a young age i thought it was extremely cool for the reasons i explained earlier and uh much like even though it's not a sport per se much like almost every sport it's more fun to do than to watch 
Um, so luckily there were some other like wrestling fans that I went to high school with and were like, let's do backyard wrestling. And now, uh, here I am 23 years later. Uh, have you stopped beating your wife? Yes. No, uh, well, no, I wasn't beating her before. So, so no, I mean, no, uh, but, but no, that's, that's, I'm not still beating her. I, I, <sighs> yeah. Cute. Anyway, <laughs> uh, nugget style chunklet says, uh, why are you both still single? I mean, I don't think that's fair to Drew saying still single. He's, uh, fairly recently single. Although I feel like I have the timing on that better than him. I think he said seven months. It's less than five months, but that's, uh, that's okay. Um, I, because I, uh, I, I think to, uh, answer exactly as Drew did for me, uh, because I don't date. So it's, it's tough to be. It's tough to be not single when you don't date, but that, that being said, it's not like I'm trying not to be single. I I don't think I've ever been happier in a relationship than I was single, which is why I don't really go out of my way to seek them out. Uh, if, as I've, I've said before, if things fall right into my lap, literally, then, uh, then great. That's, uh, that's ideal, but I'm really not spending any time, uh, looking for anything. Uh, describe your ideal partner, if any, uh, none, but, <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't know. I, um, I, female, <laughs> um, good sense of humor, uh, low maintenance, is a big one. I, I, I'm low maintenance myself, so I'm not asking anything that I don't give in return, but I, uh, I don't need your drama and bullshit. <laughs> I, uh, I enjoy my life as is, and I don't think being in a relationship should make it worse. I think that's a, uh, I think that's a bad compromise. And, uh, I know there's people who just don't like being alone and kind of need to be in a relationship and that's fine, but that's very much not me. I am very comfortable by myself. So if I'm going to be in a relationship, it should not be a net negative. Uh, favorite sleep position. Uh, so when Drew answered this, I wondered why he almost immediately started talking about fucking. Um, but that's because, uh, sleep is in quotations. So to answer it without quotations, I am a side sleeper. Um, if I'm, if let's say I'm on my right side, I can, I'm ambidextrous on sleep sides, but let's say I'm on my right, um, left hand kind of under the pillow around my head and right arm. So my underside arm almost straight out. That's, uh, that's my move. And that I think it, it's because, uh, limbs don't fall asleep that way. Um, don't, you don't go numb that way. I guess they do fall asleep with the rest of you, but, uh, yeah, I, I find that the most comfortable, uh, and favorite sleep. And I'm doing big old air quotes here. Uh, juice, correct doggy. <laughs> also I do besides doggy and, and again, do I even need to say it? Big dog. I, other animals fuck that way. <laughs> Come on. That's not fair. Dogs shouldn't get that. Um, I do like the... Uh, oh, this is so personal. <laughs> I, 
I like the uh, I'm on my knees. They're sort of on their back, uh, but as a bit sideways. And I'm like holding up the one leg. I like that, too. <laughs> it's probably a name for it. I never looked it up. Uh, Fish Cake of the Mist says, uh, based solely on your opinion, could I get a one to five star rating for these big cats? Drew went off the scale, which I, of course, don't uh, don't uh, subscribe to. Uh, if it's a five-star wrestling match scale, I'm not giving something six and a quarter, Dave. Um, so I will stick to one to five. Lion, one. Tiger, five. Jaguar, uh, four. Cougar, uh, three or four. If we're allowed halves, 3.5. Leopard, are Leopard and Jaguar that different? Um, I don't know. Uh, if Jaguar's four, Leopard's four. Uh, Cheetah, two. Fucking Twinks. Snow Leopard, five. Lynx, as Drew said, a very complicated one. I can't give him better than I can't do better than three, but uh, if Lynx has had good tails, uh, we're talking a whole another ball game. But I can't believe I said another. Oh my god! Oh my god! You guys, <laughs> I, that's that's disgusting English. Another, not a word. A whole other ball game. Thank you. Uh, yeah, because everything else about Lynx's is cool, but then they got that fucking stubby bobtail and it kills the whole thing uh could you talk about the creation of your wrestling characters slash cat uh did you have your personas first then add them to your wrestling later if so was it a natural decision to incorporate them into wrestling uh again different for me and drew uh uh for me the second part very much it, it was a natural decision to incorporate them into wrestling uh i very much uh had the persona first also i don't love the term persona because it sounds like something outside of you and it uh, it very much is just me. Um, that's why I find it hard to relate to people who get uh, like art of uh, of their again their character or whatever um, or or a fursuit, and they refer to it in the third person, like they refer to their their fursuit as he or she or this character that's it, it's sort of an animal version of them uh or or not even it's just some like other character and they refer to it as he or she or it or whatever and i'm like nah that's that's so that's so not me it's it, it, anything related to it is me like drawings of me as a tiger are me it, that's not that's not him it's not some other dude or like a different version of me. It's just me. So anyway, uh, yes, they, I just incorporated all of me into wrestling and, uh, and drew kind of the opposite. Actually, um, as drew said, he saw the merch I was selling him <laughs> and he was like, I could get in on that shit. And I'd be fun to, uh, team with, uh, my best friend who I, who, who we hadn't before. Um, and so yeah, so uh, so Drew was like, I should I should animal up. But that being said, I don't think Drew would have animaled up had we not been friends for a very long time, and my passion about it had rubbed off on him to some degree. I think if he wasn't if he wasn't into furriness at all, he wouldn't have done that just to sell merch. I don't think. I think uh, I think. I had already gotten him a good, a, or helped helped him get uh, a good amount of the way there himself. I think anyway, he can he can tell you the same or different. Uh, dry juice, what's up? Uh, what do you like most about yourselves? 
Hmm. Nothing. <laughs> um, I, I I think it's I I've said similar things already. Um, I like that uh, that I can be pretty funny. Um, I think I'm uh, I think I'm a pretty good hang, even uh, despite the the introversion, and uh, and hopefully it's not just like putting on a brave face to hide the introversion. Hopefully it's that uh, people who who actually understand that and and still like being around me that's ideal um yeah and again kind of shoulders up pretty cute uh what do you like the most about each other uh drew handled uh, handled it <laughs> drew covered this uh very well uh we we line up on a lot of stuff both uh both humor and honestly just like like personality style we're both laid back with neither of us are neither of us are high maintenance um a lot of the same interests uh you know beliefs generally the same um yeah we, we just and and you know and of course spending time together over the years you you probably line up even more so yeah so that's uh that's how that works uh what accomplishments are you most proud of that's a good question um I guess getting a university science degree with minimal effort, but, uh, but that being said, I did kind of waste my university experience. I think I've said on the pod before, I didn't make a single friend <laughs> at four years of university. I just like went to class, sort of paid attention, went home, didn't do any, I, I did, I briefly, uh, pledged a fraternity and then realized it was super gay and didn't and i don't mean i don't mean i'm uh pardon me homosexuals i don't mean it was sort of homosexual it it wasn't it was hetero it was probably too heterosexual but uh gay is in uh gay is in bad that's a that's an okay thing to say right that kind of gay the bad kind of gay yeah it was that um so i didn't do it um and that was like the only <laughs> like extracurricular like university thing i ever did <laughs> I did, yeah. I because uh, I was so into uh, the wrestling we were doing at the time, and, and not not to say I didn't make any friends those years. I made a bunch of wrestling friends those years, just not uh, like at the uh, University of British Columbia. Uh, and other accomplishments, uh, most proud. I mean, I guess getting very, very, very low level internet famous is not something I thought would. Uh, whatever happened so i guess that's an accomplishment i don't know <laughs> it's something uh when and how did you realize you were furries uh i can't drew, drew answered for drew uh my answer uh forever um and i like your answer too dry juice you might have my favorite answer for when and how you realized you were a furry um but yeah like from i don't know literally as far back as i can remember i guess it's a little different for me than some people because some people are just like into the anthropomorphic animal characters in cartoons and whatnot which uh which i was but um if it was just that i don't know how far i would have gone with it but the thing that like like even like pre way pre-puberty way pre any sexuality 
just the the thing that gave me like weird like just the 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 good tingles uh was it was seeing people in media uh turn into uh anthropomorphic or feral animals I, I, anthropomorphic i think is cooler um because they I, I don't know if you just turn into a dog then uh, what happens then you're just a dog who's who's got time for that um but uh yeah but even if they're doing you know there's an there's an in-between stage that at least looks cool and that uh and and who can explain the the things they're into but both as a child and as an adult it's very it's very hard to put words to why you're into something but uh but that's what got me and and also obviously a uh a formative tf scene which i could have answered uh earlier for whomst ever ask it uh obviously the uh the donkey in uh in pinocchio a, a good pinocchio i don't recommend uh pinocchio tw- 2022 well as a movie the tf was uh was okay but uh but again they uh everyone does a bad job because nobody hires the right furries um if you could go anywhere in the world on a trip where would you go we said um japan number one italy number two japan for uh culture and wrestling italy for culture and food uh why did scott study biology you know the answer to that question you can't uh we will we will never get to organic TFs without biology, so I thought I would do my part. Uh, Foxed 71 nice, says, uh, what do you guys do in your spare time? I think we hit, yeah, we hit that already. Uh, smothered in fur, as Drew said, great name. Uh, what's your furry body count and normie body count? Uh, in terms of murders or uh, sex with people? Uh, murders, I won't say on the pod. Uh, furry body count, one. And normie six, yeah, less uh, less than Drew. Drew gets around more than me. Drew also might be a sex addict, and I might be almost asexual, <laughs> but not all the way. Because at the end of the day, seven is a lot more than zero. But uh, and also, it, it, to be fair, a decent but not entire amount of those seven came some years ago and i do mean came uh jeremy Bolansky says in the realm of realism what are your hopes and dreams for the future i think we have very different definitions of realism <laughs> jeremy because what i am hoping for might not be a thing you think you can happen but uh i am an optimist so uh yeah so uh so uh tiger tf uh certainly uh beyond that um i mean if the if this podcast gets big enough to be a full-time job cool uh if wrestling gets bigger also cool i'm uh, very fine with uh with both of those uh jason phillips says uh you ever been in love i guess so but not <laughs> um i don't know it was so like i was the last long term relationship i was in which was uh i don't know if it ended 20 years ago but it started more than 20 years ago um like i guess i was in love with her but it was also like 
really easy to end the relationship. So I don't know. Uh, which one of you is more gay? Uh, Drew said me because he's had heterosexual sex more recently than me. Uh, I would counterpoint and say that it's Drew because he's gay. <laughs> uh, Zachary K says, uh, mostly Drew sent your questions. That's fine by me. Scott question. How are you? I'm all right, but I had, uh, quite a weekend as, uh, as mentioned previously. And, uh, yesterday was kind of a write-off cause it was, it was too much. Uh, I'm, I'm better today, but honestly still kind of, uh, kind of exhausted. Uh, Carl, Carl Dam Fair says, uh, are the two of you aware of the Eurovision Song Contest and are you planning on watching it this May? I am aware of it. I am not planning on watching it this May. Uh, have you watched uh, an edition of it before or maybe the awful Will Ferrell movie about it? Uh, I've probably seen clips from the worst of it before and I did not watch the Will Ferrell movie because it looked bad uh drew did watch it because he watches everything uh the french contestant this year is a quebecois lady wait so it's by language and not geography like the french one can come from quebec canada uh what are your thoughts on quebec people quebecois people in general uh some of the worst people in the world uh some of the most racist people in the world and uh just uh extremely unpleasant uh, I, I wish it was feasible for you to secede from Canada, but it's also so stupid to, for a province in the middle of the country to just become its own country. Uh, just, uh, just terrible people. Uh, if another nation had colonized part of Canada instead of France, which one would you prefer? I, I feel like Drew thought very small on this. He just thought of like white Western European countries, which yes, were the ones doing the colonizing at the time but why not like we're for you know if we're going nuts here uh, let's go china let's do what they're doing now but in the 1600s <laughs> i love to be able to do the accent and not get yelled at that's the dream uh michael blake who uh uh i whose name i did not spell wrong on the uh on the questions for drew because it was just copy and pasted so uh michael uh spelled his own name wrong uh what's some advice you'd give to green wrestlers that isn't typical or obvious like wash your goddamn gear don't be a jerk etc i kind of hit that earlier um what don't don't think you know everything um which almost every rookie does and i'm sure we did too um but again don't blindly listen to every veteran like pick and choose who you listen to um and yeah i, I think I, I i sort of hit that before uh biggest inspirations for getting into wrestling and how soon did you regret those life decisions um because i so i guess that would just sort of be like favorite uh favorite wrestlers when you were young uh which is like uh I mean, what, like, uh, Ted DiBiase, uh, Jake Roberts, uh, Randy Savage wasn't so much a Hogan guy. I think I was an Ultimate Warrior guy, um, ashamedly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, not, uh, not regretting those, uh, 
those life decisions for the uh for the most part uh i wish i had gotten uh not gotten the few injuries i've had but uh otherwise otherwise it's okay <laughs> um where are we here how often have you guys had to share locker rooms with sex pests and how gross did it make you feel um we have definitely shared them with uh sex pests but didn't know they were sex pests until after the fact we've shared locker rooms with joey ryan david Starr, both guys who are completely blackballed from wrestling now for being sex pests um we didn't know that at the time but i did know at the time that they were both unpleasant so maybe there's a uh, maybe there's a correlation there. Uh, DL Deja says, uh, Scott, what do you do with the countless nudes fans have sent you? Um, I I look at them, I say thank you, and then I d d usually don't think about them again <laughs> because <laughs> rarely uh, do they have tails. Um. Drew, how's the weed addiction treating you? That's for Drew. For both of you, what's your favorite inside joke slash reference you guys share? I mean, lots of Simpsons references. Uh, more recently, a lot of uh, I think you should leave references. Um, and then as far as like real inside jokes, it's usually just like something mean about some other friend of ours. <laughs> Uh, how often do either of you go to Tim Hortons? Do you use the Tim's app? I try to avoid Tim Hortons at all costs. It is garbage. I think it's the worst commercially available coffee you can get. I certainly do not use the Tim's app. Uh, they have like a couple of edible donuts. I think the rest of their food is probably also bad, although I've barely touched it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's bad. It's no uh, no no bueno. Uh, Cass Farrell, who until this very point, I for some reason thought it was Cass Fari. I think because maybe on Twitter it's Cass Farrell exclamation mark, and I conflated the L and the exclamation into an I. I look, I'm not going to explain how, how autism brain works, but that's, uh, that's how we got here. Uh, who are you some of your favorite musical artists of all time? Okay, so here's, here's that question. Love your guys' stuff. Much love from Minnesota, aka the only state that is in field with deranged zombified seven-year-old lunatics. Um... <clears throat> don't know if that's true but uh so i th i hit that pretty well with uh with my favorite albums one that hit a lot of my favorite artists um i guess uh, artist wise what it didn't hit was uh i like a good chunk of like 80s new wave which i don't think i mentioned much of because i i probably only have select songs here and there and not a bunch from any given album so that's a genre i like my my main genre is rap and hip-hop that's my favorite genre of music uh second probably being indie rock um pretty eclectic um and, and you know some pop i like uh and i start i i like uh kind of what like glitchy not even glitchy but like like hyper pop like i kind of like 100 gex to be honest <laughs> as far as current stuff um and Sophie is hyper pop and I fucking love it. Um, so yeah, but I think I covered a lot of that in the, uh, in the albums. Uh, who D knee spelled sort of phonetically, uh, says one favorite furry artists. That is another one where I think I can search, uh, things I've sent to other people asking the same question. And, uh, 
and see what I've said to various people. You know what, I'm going to pause this one sec and find it so I don't drag you through listening to it. Found a good one. <laughs> uh, so these are all artists that are either on uh, Fur Affinity or DeviantArt, most of whom, or, or Twitter or all of the above, most are on Fur Affinity. Um, Sabertoothed Ermin, like the animal, E-R-M-I-N-E. Uh, Angraboda, which I believe is also a character in uh, God of War Ragnarok, A-N-G-R-B-O-D-A. Uh, Stickman, www slash Steve with two E's. Uh, Hornbuckle, uh, Dog Girl Kari, K-A-R-I. Curious Red Fox, Dr. Pickel, P-I-C-K-E-L-L-E. Mickey Isla, M-I-C-K-E-Y-I-L-A. Uh, Catch a Bird, Griff, G-R-Y-F, Idle Rar, uh, Silver Claw, Baka Baka, uh, Baka Nico, uh, Golden Druid, Odysseus U-T, Kuma, K-U-M-A, uh, M.M. Woodcock, uh, Celine Necrotheo, who does a lot of our t-shirts and is amazing, uh, Used Username, uh, Unidentified T.F., uh, Shepherd Faced, Slash uh, SF off the leash for the uh, NSFW work. Uh, Undercover Morpher. Uh, Humanimal Zoo. Uh, something something Wild, who hasn't done anything in forever, but was a great uh, artist in their day. And uh, yeah, and that's, uh, that's a whole bunch. So, uh, and I'm uh, pleased to say I have been, uh, been given, or in better days, purchased uh, art from a lot of those people. Although the, sort of the last chunk I mentioned are all uh, uh, photo manipulators and not uh, like drawing artists. And I don't really have anything from them, but they, uh, but they all do good work. So that's what you get. List your kinks. Transformation. The end. Keep the rest of the weird shit out of there. Uh, Corexa Collins asks, uh, oh, I got a question for you. How the hell am I to complete my masterpiece without hours of rambling nonsense in the background? Well, uh, great news. Uh, you got three hours two days ago. And as of right now, and I'm not done, three hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> uh, now, this is actually pretty cool. Here are some questions I thought of and am willing to ask publicly. Uh, most serious cue. Do you have a plan slash idea of how much longer you'll wrestle for? I would very much like to see a show live, but worry about not making it as I know it wouldn't be until maybe 24. I'm the same as Drew. I am going until the wheels fall off. I've, I've always said, and I'm, I'm pleased that, uh, I said it so long ago and I, it's still true for me. I'm probably never going to have an official retirement match. I'm never going to decide to quit before I have to quit. So, uh, so that's the deal there. So, uh, unless something bad happens to both of us, I think you're going to be good in 24. Uh, what's your favorite home baked treat? Um, Drew said soft cookies. So let me think of something, uh, like a caramel brownie, like a, like a regular brownie with fucking caramel in it. That's fucking good. If you want to get fancy and it is baked, like a baked Alaska. Anytime you can bake ice cream and not ruin everything, you're you're onto something. Uh, what drew, not drew, you towards Tiger and Snow Leopard, respectively? I think we've done that. Probably most second serious cue. When you're drawn, how do you prefer yourself to be represented? I sometimes struggle choosing if I want to be more accurate to reality or somewhat exaggerate things like muscles when drawing. 
on one side, I feel I'm just drawing you to look as cool as I see you. That's very sweet. But also don't want to potentially cause insecurity for my big boys. Um, I prefer as realistic as possible. I wanted, I want to see myself in the art. Uh, so that's me. And you're and drawing me realistically is not going to make me any more insecure than I already am. Uh, it's, it's not going to compound it by any means. Like I, I, I know what I look like and I would rather see uh, an actual, uh, an actual me in, uh, in the art than, uh, than like some idealized version of me. Um, coming off how you're drawn, what would you consider your default design? I think be big beard and top knot. I mean, until January, that was uh, correct. Now it is neither of those things. Um, I'm, uh, I am short beard and, uh, Drew is, uh, short hair and, uh, and Drew goes between light beard and not much beard. Uh, face cams when, uh, we'll figure it out. Streaming's tricky, but, uh. It, as far as a topic, it wouldn't be bad to do like our next Q and A as a stream or something like that. If we uh, if we figure it out, uh, Taylor ears T N E, which uh, I, I assume is just asking if you if like a real a, a tits or ass situation, but uh, Taylor ears, which Drew seemed to have a great deal of difficulty understanding and and answering. Uh, tail ears are cute, but come on, tail can't be beat. Uh, have you made any biscuits today? Which Drew thought was poo. Uh, not a good cat, Drew. We're, we're going to have to send you back to cat school, but not the one that everyone from the cast of cats had to go to. Cause that was uh, clearly a bad school. <laughs> uh, making biscuits is when the cats do the, uh, the, the kneading thing with their, with their paws. I'm, I'm doing it right now, but I realize this is an audio medium, so it may not be coming across as well as I am thinking it does. But, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? The, Making biscuits. <laughs> uh, yes, to answer your question, I have. Uh, Scott, related questions. PepsiCo has reached out to create a big cat Mountain Dew. What flavor and color is it? Well, here's the problem. Uh, it's probably going to have to be orange or black or both, right? Which, uh, one, not good colors. Two, not good flavors. Here's, uh, here's how deep a goddamn furry I am. Cause a lot, a lot of, cause there's people out there who like, you know, pick a dog and then they make it like blue and pink, the colors they like or something. I don't like the color orange at all. It's one of my least favorite, like main color wheel colors It is my uh, secondary color, I guess. Cause it's not a primary, uh, but it's, it's what color tigers are. So that's, that's what I am. And I have to deal with it, but I don't, uh, I don't want a bunch of orange colored shit. I don't, uh, I don't care for the color. And, uh, also, uh, tiger tail ice cream, uh, garbage, <laughs> which is, pains me to say, believe me, but uh, look, it's cool that you made an ice cream that looks like tiger, but also it's orange and licorice and that's gross. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel we'd have to go out of the box on, uh, on the mountain. Dew. I think you'd have to do it the color the color of some of my gear, maybe the color of my, uh, Zootopia tiger shorts, the, uh, the kind of bluey ones. Cause, uh, Mountain Dew can do blue for sure. It was a tricky sentence, by the way, Mountain Dew can do blue. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they've been some good dews in the past. I'm trying to think of like an appropriate flavor and not just a flavor I would like. Um, 
you know what? Scratch all of that. Uh, do it a uh, a milky white, uh, like a, a milky semi opaque white, like a uh, like a calpico, uh, or there's like you know those like Asian sort of uh, yogurty drinks, uh, and just call it Tiger Cum. And it's I don't know, kind of citrusy. <laughs> That's the move. I talked myself into it. Uh, can you describe your perfect TFC? I don't know. Do you have six hours? <laughs> the general gist is uh, length. The the I, I mean I guess up to a point. The the longer time frame it takes over, the better. Uh, and of course, the enemy of the TF scene is the poof TF. The uh, hey, it's a person. Poof, cloud of smoke. Oh, now they're a, a fucking now they're Pete's dragon. <laughs> um yeah you you look it's about the destinations important don't get me wrong but it's about the journey and i want to see every step of the journey i want attention paid to every changing body part i want reactions and there's there's obviously different kinds of reactions and i i like various ones on various levels like the the guy who's into it cool i mean that that'd be me but i also like watching a third party who's not into it i think that's cool too like uh you know someone like tfing against their will because i'm like because i'm you know at the end of the day i'm not worried for it you're gonna end up better off than you started pal so quit the quit being a baby about it but it's cool to like oh what do what what's the shit that's happened to me um you know i think that that's a that's a cool scenario also so yeah, so the, there's lots of ways to go in terms of the vibe and the reaction to it. But n- number one with a bullet is spend some fucking time on it. All right? All right. <laughs> uh, how hard is it to resist replying to all these comments now? Because this is on uh, on YouTube. Uh, hard, because I do respond to all the uh, all the YouTube comments. Uh, if I think of any more, I'll probably add them to the Curious Cat link. Well, I wonder if any of those other ones were from you. I wonder if the one that said, can I come, sir, was from you. Um, Aaron Ronan, uh, two names I'm fine with separately, but not together. Too many R's and N's. So I was too many N's. Um, and also I don't like the spelling of either of them. I have very mixed feelings on your name, Aaron Ronan. Uh, have you seen Bojack Horseman? What do you think about it? Uh, it's great. It's, uh, I think it's excellent. I think it's, it can be really funny and really depressing, which is, uh, a pretty interesting dichotomy to be able to uh, to pull off well. I mean, they have great, just like ch- cheap but still kind of clever, like animal related puns and stuff. And then, yeah, then they get real deep into emotional shit. And I always thought it was so funny that Adam resisted watching it for so long, or like he watched like two episodes and he's like, uh, "I don't know, it's it's not that funny. It's not it's not for me." I'm like. Is it not that funny and not for you, or is it hitting a little too close to home as a as an alcoholic depressed horse yourself? <laughs> uh, Jimbo Jones uh, said, "How did you guys meet, and how long have you known each other?" Uh, I think we hit that uh, Halloween 2004. Uh, who's a wrestler pre-modern era? Let's say most of their career is pre-2010 as a line. You always found underrated. One you guys found overrated. Uh, I like that Drew's overrated for pre for most of their career being pre-2010 was Jack Swagger, who debuted in 2008. 
And I would say a little more of his career has been pre-2010. So I found that to be an insane answer. <laughs> uh, underrated. Uh, not that he wasn't popular, but Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon in that he never won a world title. Like, he definitely should have been the guy instead of his friend, Diesel, who held it for a year in 1995. Um, Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect, again, very popular, but probably should have been an even bigger star than he was. Um, Ted DiBiase, too. Um, overrated? I mean, I hate to go with super obvious answers, but Hulk Hogan... Um, a hot-ish take, uh, kind of Steve Austin. He he's had like a few like really great matches, but like a lot of them are just like kind of the same kind of brawl. Which I I know like that that was his thing, and his popularity is based on his character and promos and whatnot. But I'm very much an in-ring guy, and like yeah, there's some good Steve Austin matches, but not a ton. Um. And then same thing for modern era. I mean, until very recently, and maybe still recently, like Claudio Castanelli, at least he's got the ROH title now, but uh, he was just buried in WWE for 10 years, and it's tragic. Um, Tomohiro Ishii should be a world champion forever and will never win it. Um, uh, same with Brian Danielson, although he's, he's definitely portrayed as a star for most of it, but he's, you know, maybe the best wrestler of all time. Um, overrated. Uh, Drew nailed it with Jay White. Uh, Cody Rhodes also. Uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, 6 out of 10 wrestler, 10 out of 10 self-marketer. Uh, and then, oh God, we're almost we're almost at the end. Uh, should I just power through or should I have a nap? <laughs> uh, let's go from... Uh, so these are from uh, Twitter DM. Uh, Garfield Von Kaiser says... Uh, Scoot, I have one question and one question only for the Q&A, plus several more questions. Uh, does Drew get along with Adam? Uh, Drew answered this pretty well. They haven't interacted a ton. Uh, Drew definitely cares more for him now than he used to, which is fair. Um, I don't know if Adam's a great first impression guy, honestly. Uh, but he's, uh, he's definitely better as you, as you get to know him, which I think Drew, uh, Drew has found. Uh, please talk about your favorite wrestling themes, not counting your own, although our, our own is a uh, fucking banger. <laughs> um, the Beverly Brothers, uh, King of Hearts era, Owen Hart, Razor Ramon. Um, those are my big three for WWF. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, both New Japan and WWE, shockingly. They actually got him a good new theme. Um, I like Okada's theme a lot. I like Shibata's theme a lot, which has never been released, which sucks because it's by an actual band, but they've never put it on anything, which is infuriating. Um, what else? Uh, whatever. That's enough. <laughs> um, oh, a, a couple of good, uh, like, uh, old new Japan themes. Although I think, uh, uh, Satoshi Kojima still uses the one he he used forever. Uh, ha uh, Shinya Hashimoto's theme was really good, uh, which maybe his son still uses, Daichi. Um, do you remember the exact episode you realized The Simpsons wasn't good anymore? I don't have an exact episode. Um, what I think people point to, and I think Drew had this and then uh, mistook it. Um, 
because I, I think people do say the original Frank Grimes episode is kind of the turning point because that's where lovable Homer becomes jerkass Homer. Um, so yeah, I think it's the original Frank Grimes episode and not the Frank Grimes Jr. episode that uh, some people point to as a jump the shark episode. Um, I definitely watched past uh, past the Frank Grimes episode, but probably not a ton. Like I'm, I think I was mostly dipped out by season eleven or twelve. I would say um, it's crazy to think that um, having seen some Simpsons episodes so many times and you know having seen certainly seasons one to 11 or 12 multiple times each and you know knowing a lot of them inside and out um that i've seen way less than half of the total simpsons episodes now where at a point i had seen every episode a bunch of times uh why are you gay <laughs> fair question uh, since it's literally documented on the podcast when Drew came out of the furry closet, can you, Scoot, please talk about when you realized you were a tiger, not a Rakshasa, which I had to look up. It's some sort of, like, evil Indian spirit, which is, I guess, some sort of uh, backdoor calling me a Bengal and not a Siberian tiger, which uh, is uh, hurtful. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, we uh, we hit this one earlier. Uh this one came this one uh, came in new after drew from the uh, incredibly influential and highly successful podcast who i did an episode with uh just a couple days ago and uh might have uh, came out on uh came out on tuesday i believe so go check out uh the incredibly influential and highly successful podcast episode 53 i believe let me make sure so i'm being accurate uh, 53 we did it a very positive experience good title guys uh they ask would the universe be better or worse if big bird was on the challenger instead of krista mcauliffe <laughs> well that's a fair question so let's think about it now so we're talking about historical ramifications. Would the universe be better or worse? Now, if I uh, have been paying attention to my conservative media, uh, Big Bird got vaccinated on Sesame Street. Yes? Which in turn convinced all the children watching Sesame Street to get vaccinated. And that's why they're all trans now. And that uh, didn't happen. No, and that happened with dead Krista McAuliffe. So if we put Big Bird in her place on the Challenger <laughs> when it explodes on television in front of everyone, um, it seems uh, that seems like the net good, right? Did we get it? Did I, did I win? <laughs> uh, Paranomaly asks, uh, a few questions for you boys since I'm a greedy piggy. Uh, you are, but not the greediest. Uh, when talking about pacing, a lot of online creators focus on movies that are too long or slow. I've grown very used to long-form entertainment through series and games, and this often doesn't bother me, so it's not something I can relate with. On the other hand, can you think of any examples of movies that were too quick or fast in their pacing? Um, yeah, good question. I also don't mind uh, a slower-paced movie. I definitely... If, it's, if something is good, 
I don't lose interest if it's slow. If it's bad and slow, obviously I'm going to be uh, pissed off. But uh, but yeah, otherwise, otherwise I'm good. Too fast in their pacing? I mean, like, I don't know, Speed Racer? Like anything that's like really frenetic is maybe anything. You know what? Anime. There's a lot of anime that's too fast in its pacing. It's just, I don't, I don't need to be overstimulated. Uh, what furry adjacent tags bother you most when, let's say, appreciating art? Uh, I think I've been into this. Literally most, uh, most kink fetish things that aren't my very specific one, I find kind of gross. Uh, but yeah, poo, very bad. Uh, being inside someone's tummy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't need any of it. Um, I know both of your sports fans and of course love wrestling, but what are your favorite sports to go to live games of? Besides from wrestling, of course, Drew likes hockey, any others? Um, yeah, I, I like most live sports. Uh, I've, I've only been to a couple NFL games, but those are cool. Uh, same as Drew. I like going to baseball, but I don't know how much it's for the baseball is the atmosphere. Um, but in my share of hockey games, basketball games, when we had a basketball team here, um, they're all they're all fun. Uh, I mean, a- any sports are more fun live than uh, than on TV. But yeah, I, w- I would go to any sports game that uh, that I was invited to. Actually, even live, I don't love soccer. Drew likes soccer a lot more than me, but uh, but otherwise, I'm in. Uh, who are your favorite people in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Um, I've hit most of them already, but uh, Okada, Ishi, uh, Shibata. Back in the mix, finally. Well, sort of. I mean, he might not be allowed in New Japan anymore after he went into uh, business for himself, after coming back from uh, nearly dying. But uh, he gets to do stuff in uh, North America, so all the better. Um, Will Ospreay is pretty fucking great. Um, anyone? Anyone? Oh, uh, well, I, I guess Ibushi's not in New Japan anymore, but uh, it's the most recent place he was, and he's great. And... Uh, yeah, uh, uh, sh- uh, let's not forget Shingo Takagi, also also excellent, and uh, actually killing it this year. So those are the main ones. Oh, a little uh, bonus questions from uh, from UV that came in after Drew. Uh, what was your furry awakening? How about sexual furry awakening? Um, I think furry awakening we've done. Uh, sexual furry awakening was when I uh, got old enough to jerk off and then uh, started uh, jerking off to... Uh, just the things I uh, I liked uh, looking at and reading before. <laughs> uh, did you have any cartoon crushes, like all furries, LOL? If so, who was it and what made you like them? Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm sure I did. Um, I don't know. Maybe like a Robin Hood made Marion or something. Although I wish you wouldn't cover up those cute ears with that dumb veil. But uh, don't get me started. Um, yeah. And uh, if live streaming wasn't a crippling fear of yours, what would be the first game you would stream? Um, Postal. Anything good enough to be made into an Uwe Boll movie was good enough by me. Also, I, think, I, I hear it's pretty fun, actually. So uh, so that. And then a couple from uh, that were responses to me posting this on my Facebook fan page. Uh, Ryan Lee says, what's going on with VBW? Wow. Um VBW was another Vancouver Backyard Wrestling fed, and also stood for Vancouver Backyard Wrestling, um, that ran when uh, concurrently with the early days of VCW, like 2000 to 2003. Um, 
and we did some stuff with them in 2003 and then they just sort of imploded and we just took like the good wrestlers from there and then they did stuff with us um then they then they did nothing for like at least 10 years and then they bought then they bought a ring or something and ran in a backyard and we did like a few bits and pieces with them just because hey it's another place to wrestle in like yeah 2014 15 and then yeah then they just kind of like lost lost motivation or just like being able to get people together and i i feel like they were done around 2016 uh so yeah so that's what's like your question is like what's going on currently with vbw uh they've been dead for seven years is what's uh going on um gregory muller mueller mueller uh, I've just started watching New Japan. Was your favorite New Japan match? Well, I, uh, New Japan produced my three favorite matches of the 2010s, which uh, you heard earlier. Uh, Omega Okada, Shibata Okada, and uh, Nakamura Ibushi. And uh, and there's a, a whole lot of others. I mean, the uh, my match of the year most years has been New Japan. Uh, like 20, 2019 was uh, Okada Osprey with... Uh, Shingo Osprey being very close in the mix. Um, and then Shingo Osprey was my 2021 match of the year. 2016 was Okada Ishii. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot. And then uh, obviously earlier uh, than the 2010s, although the 2010s, the Okada era is really where New Japan, you know, became an elite match producer. But uh, there's some good 90s stuff. There's like that... Uh, um, Muda and, uh, well, I lost, oh, Mudo Chono versus Hase and Suzaki. That's the one. Um, there's Muda versus Hase, the bloodbath. Always fun. Um, some Vader stuff. Uh, yeah, but there's, uh, there's plenty out there. So hopefully, uh, and, and again, this goes to you and anyone. If, uh, if I've glossed over your question too much and you want more details, Hit me up. I'm uh, I'm happy to uh, to go into detail on anything. So what I'm going to do right now is uh, I'm going to pause this. I'm going to go have dinner because uh, much like Drew, it's late and I need to eat something. I'm going to come back. I'm going to read back through the questions, see if I missed any, and then answer those. Uh, and if I didn't miss any, this will be the last you hear of me. And if I did, then you'll hear the questions. Are we understood? Okay. So perhaps goodbye for a second and perhaps goodbye forever. Or until uh, Monday. <laughs> uh, but thank you for this. This has been uh, weirdly fun. Hey, it's me again. This is the bonus track of the episode. Uh, I went back through the questions and I think I only missed one from uh, fairly early on in the uh, anonymous ones from uh, CuriousCat.Live slash Ensign, which was, uh, when was the hardest you've ever laughed on The Worst Year of Our Lives, which uh, Drew already covered. I think it was um, me uh, impersonating his, like, <laughs> southern... Uh, to be clear, his dad's not southern. This is just what I chose to do with... Uh, Douglas Smith, um, just like slave owner Southern <laughs> accent, uh, catching Drew with his uh, pornography books. Uh, just uh, my word, 
Andrew, you be looking at them pussy books again. <laughs> Something uh, to that effect. That uh, that got us pretty good. Uh, that was, yeah, that was at Drew's house in maybe later 2020, probably. And then we had, there's another one I remember getting him with here. I, if someone can remember, then awesome. But would have been... You know, 2021, maybe into 2022, but possibly not. Definitely recorded here uh, where I said something and for a while he was just like screaming into my pillow (laughs) sitting on my bed. I wish I could remember what that was because that whatever it was rivaled pussy books. So uh, if someone can remember another Another time we've uh, totally lost it on the pod. Uh, that'd be great. And maybe we did during the weed episode too, but I don't remember it. <laughs> and actually the reason I thought I needed to go back and check for ones I missed is because I was sure there was a what's the worst injury question you've had that I didn't answer. But that was a uh, Drew only question. So uh, uh, for me, it's when I uh, snap my arm in half uh, in case you were wondering, which you weren't. Bye.